Greetings, friends. Future Andrew here, dropping into these past episodes to tell you thanks. Thanks for checking out RTAF. If you're valuing the show as a wellspring of inspiration and artistic fuel and would like to help keep the show going, you can find out more about how to do that at patreon.com slash podcast. Every little bit adds up and keeps me inspired to bring you quality content on a consistent basis. Thanks for listening, and stay creative. Welcome to Artsy AF Podcast. I'm John Speaker. I'm Andrew Norris, and this is our first episode. On today's episode, we have my good friend Bobby Cruz joining us. Artiste extraordinaire. Yeah. Adventurer flow master and all around wizard super excited that we got to do this interview with him it was a really good one uh especially considering it was our first time maybe we have that beginner's luck <laughs> we'll see we hope that you enjoy this episode and uh, please give us feedback just a little information you can find bobby at bobby cruz art on instagram that's all one word and it's k-r-u-s-e Bobby Cruz art. That's right. So let's go ahead and get into it. Thanks for listening. Peace. <laughs> kind of for us too. I mean, we we did it the other week, but this is the first time we've had a guest on. So same boat, different ship. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of boats, dude, Guatemala. Let's just jump into it. Here we are. You were living on a boat, right? I lived on a boat. A 102-year-old Dutch sailboat. Nice. Yep. Fully made of steel and teak. Oh, shit. It's quality. So you, said you were living on it for four months? Yeah, about four, four and a half months. Like a little training period. Right. Learning, <laughs> learning how to sail. It was like a three-week crash course on how to not crash a boat, pretty much. <laughs> I was going to say no crashing, hopefully. So, wait, you had no experience on a sailboat at all and then you spent four months manning the sailboat <laughs> yeah you were captain i, I was or were you captain. first mate I, it depended on the day, the day really. yeah. okay yeah yeah sometimes my my girlfriend was bossy so yeah she'd be captain <laughs> for the day yeah yeah shout out to vienna yep did you get any squirrely spots we did one <laughs> so to turn the engine on you had to turn on you know all these valves to to get the gas flowing and one of us, not going to name any names, turned the <laughs> wrong one, and the gas didn't go into the engine. So we, we started it, and it ran for a little bit because of you know remnant gas just in the engine still. Mm-hmm. And we got out into the middle of this lake, and then the engine just died. And so we're just kind of sitting there, and it's never happened. I don't know anything about engines. I, I know <laughs> I know what a carburetor is, but this is like you know a five foot long, three foot tall, like huge diesel engine. And wow. uh, so yeah, we we're just kind of like, oh, all right. <laughs> and luckily, the wind was going the direction we needed to, so we opened the sails and sailed for a bit. Nice. And. Uh, as the wind was dying out, I went, you know, with a flashlight underneath, and, and I noticed that the wrong valve was was turned. So I turned it on. Engine still wouldn't start. And so we still are just coasting. We're <coughs> maybe 30 minutes from where we wanted to anchor, uh-huh. where it was, like, a, a nice safe spot that we knew. And mm-hmm. uh, 
last last time turning it and it took i don't know 20 seconds before it finally turned over the engine so it's just chick, 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 chick. Oh. like oh please 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 <laughs> and the wind's just dying out we had instruments out we're just kind of you know chanting to the wind to please <laughs> carry us a little further and uh yeah it turned on and then we were, ended up being able to anchor and other than that no no real issues though um just issues with food and water, things yeah. like that. But it's a trusty boat. It's it's 22 tons and pretty much could hit anything and still float. So, <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So he's 106 years old? 102. 102? Yeah. Right on. Yeah. And he, uh, the guy we, we were watching it for the first week after he fixed it up and was sailing it, did something wrong he said he'd never be able to do it in 100 years if he tried but just completely flipped the boat sideways like mast in the water everything oh, shit and it just popped right back up <laughs> so, wow so it's good to know that your boat can do that i suppose <laughs> that's right man you seem to get like the dopest living situations out of anyone i know yeah how do you end up you in guatemala <laughs> Man, one thing after another, it's tough to pinpoint where that all started. Um, we have a good friend, Sharif, who lives in Belize. And I saw a painting on his wall of this beautiful jungle scenery with, you know, like jaguars and these little huts and monkeys and stuff. I'm like, wow, it's a beautiful painting. And he says, oh, yeah, that's my property in Belize. And I took a picture and had a friend paint it. And uh, so my girlfriend and I see this painting and Sharif's a really good guy. So we decided to go visit him in Belize and stayed there for a couple of weeks ended up going out to the ocean and we wanted to check out some of the islands and do some snorkeling do you know ocean stuff and met this like old pirate guy named gaston and he <laughs> sailed us around for i think 10 days and uh took us to islands took us snorkeling you know drank a bunch of rum with him and we we're talking about just kind of how cool his life is because you know he's been doing this for 25 30 years just in the caribbean on a on a sailboat mm -hmm. and uh so we we're telling him we thought it was really awesome and he says you know every every uh year for four months he goes back to to the netherlands and he is like a commercial diver and so when he goes back he needs people to watch his boat so we kind of look at each other and we're like okay you know, we'll do it. And, uh, so I think... Uh, was he hinting at it at all? Or were you just like... No, yeah. he was pretty blatant about <laughs> yeah. it. He's like, I need people to watch my boat. If you guys are interested, nice, I like nice. you. And, yeah. So, um, but we were kind of hinting at it. You know, it was like, all right, we got to be really on point. Like, don't mess anything up because we really want to do this. You yeah, know, yeah. and then he kind of came out and told us that he'd be down to have us. That's so, right, dude. Yeah, and he had two little little dogs on there. And one was uh, 14 years old, I think. Lived on the boat for 12 years. Just like the coolest dog, best trained. They loved swimming and would jump off the boat just into the water and swim to shore. It was That's really, really awesome. Wild. Yeah. Nice. So you just kind of like jump into shit. Yeah, totally. I think that's kind of the big thing, you know. It's just being open to experiences, you know, and, and kind of like listening. It's like the the unplanned things that happen and kind of, you know, the the whole meeting gaston started because we wanted a vegetarian meal and <laughs> in belize they don't have good vegetarian meals it's it's yeah. chicken and beans and rice mm -hmm. everywhere you go and mm -hmm. tortillas and uh we saw these signs it was called the uh the kismet inn which i've come to found find means like coincidence or something like really? that so it was really this wow. just perfect oh, nice. weird thing <laughs> and it's like vegetarian vegan food at the kismet inn and there's you know we followed 50 signs in this crazy beach town and uh finally found it it's this quirky um kind of an inn and it had a bunch of different little places to stay and 
the cafe was just this like woman's kitchen. And mm-hmm. so we walk in, we're like, hey, you know, we're looking for the food. She's like, what do you want? <laughs> like, do you have a menu or anything? She's like, no. Uh, what do you want? I got <laughs> barracuda. And <laughs> so she ended up making us some sort of curry. I don't remember. And then we met Gaston from there. Wow. But definitely like a, a kismet experience, if, if that's how you say it. Yeah. Which I didn't even know what that word meant. Ten months after. Like, have you always had an approach like that to life or is that something that came about? Um, I think it definitely came about, I, I feel like once I started getting older, um, yeah, more so just kind of being open to, to kind of being anywhere. And I think mm-hmm. having an artistic lifestyle allows you to almost be anywhere and to still be able to work. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, as things pop up, it's kind of being open to, to finding a cool new place or new people to, to kind of hang out with. And yeah, I don't know, but it's, it's hard to explain, I guess how, how it happens, but you know when you feel it. Yeah. Listening, listening, I feel like is a big part of that. And just being able to like improv on the fly, make something out of nothing, which I think is like to connect it to the art is like, that's what an artist is, right? Totally. You're just, uh, you're staring at a blank canvas one minute and then however many days or weeks later in my case there's something months. there yeah months sometimes <laughs> yeah let's be honest Andrew. it's months uh but yeah then something amazing can be there totally um and yeah is there do you think there's like a an overlap with your artistic style and your life yeah i definitely think so i think uh and again, it's hard to pinpoint which one teaches the other. Right. And I think it's kind of a, a symbiotic Two thing, but yeah. it's it's kind of taking chances, you know. And I have a very free approach to to art as well as life, and and I think it teaches you a lot, you know, to to kind of take chances and take risks, you know, and to experiment and just to try things, you know, without you know being too cautious it's like being smart but but also you know putting yourself out there because if you stay comfortable in in the one thing that you know it can that can be fine too right but it's also important i think to branch out because you end up you know at the kismet inn yeah in belize with like pirates yeah yeah Yeah, so i I don't know yeah (laughs) definitely jump up on my boat yeah Uh, yes was he french he was Dutch. Dutch. Very gruff Dutch guy. Yeah? Yeah. Drinker? Big drinker. Yeah. Yeah. I just imagined this leathered old <laughs> Dutchman. Yes. It's nice. exactly like you would picture an old Dutch pirate. <laughs> yeah. Did, he didn't have an eye patch, did he? No eye patch, no That's peg too leg. Bad. Yeah. All right. But he did, uh, he got stung by a stingray. And wow. Yeah, and it got all sorts of infected, and he just, you know, first aid on himself, cut it open to, I don't even know, just insane <laughs> stuff. And yeah, we left for a month and came back, and he had all sorts of new injuries. And, you know, <laughs> he, he had. How old was he? He was, I, I believe, 60, yeah. maybe 61. What a guy. Yeah. It's like our parents' age. Yeah. Like my parents' age. About. <laughs> about the same. Yeah. But yeah, he had got a, uh, a boat and expected it to take him a year or so to fix up and it ended up taking him seven Ooh, he showed damn. us pictures and it was just a that's how i feel about junk. my paintings yeah actually. yeah exactly like, yeah this will take a month seven months later <laughs> yeah it's but like, then you have something amazing yeah, and then exactly. you have that for and it know, won't fall over in the water totally it'll hopefully. just like rise back up <laughs> strong keeled <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> made out of teak and steel baby <gasps> Yeah, and they don't use teak these days because it's so expensive. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, an inch and a half of, of teak, which is pretty pretty right pricey. On. But I think there's not a lot of teak because all the Dutch 
cut it down for boats. What is it? Where does it come from? I know? think I think from the Netherlands is when they had it. Yeah, but no. they use mahogany a lot. It's uh, teak and mahogany are both um, termite proof. Oh wow! Or something. Right on. So they yeah, love using that. Nice. Is it like a really hard wood or something? Yeah, or? yeah, it's real hard. But yeah. I think it was the original teak deck, or he might have put it on thirty years ago. But it's a it was a pretty crazy boat. A lot of a lot of maintenance. Um, yeah. It rusted a lot. It leaked a lot. And it was the uh, it was the rainy season down there, so it stormed every night, and it rained harder than I've ever seen before, and <laughs> and it leaked real good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every morning, taking all the food out of the pantry, wiping it down, put everything back. Damn. Yeah, it dripped into my girlfriend's eye one one day. Oh no! Did yeah. all those like idiosyncrasies kind of force you to be present in a way as as well, though? Yeah, definitely. I think. Um, it's interesting. It's uh, like driving a boat too is, it's very laid back and I like it. Cause you know, everyone struggles, I think with like texting and driving mm-hmm. yeah. and I could just play guitar and sail the boat, <laughs> but it's also like, I don't know. It, it is a level of being present because you're, you're enjoying the scenery. It's not this hyper-focused thing that you're worrying about not hitting the other two-ton car right next to you, but you're just in an open lake and you can kind of just feel the waves and, and ride it, And but still, you're still controlling this 22-ton vessel that's taking you from A to B. Oh, yeah. It only goes about five miles an hour, too, which is kind of nice. It's like nice. no rush to get nowhere. Pretty just much. moseying around. Yeah. Chilling. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Were you making like much art while you were living on a boat? I did, but not as much as I would like to. Um, it was a little bit tough, and Oops. the uh, the lights that we had were all solar powered, and uh, they were real dim. And I think the solar panels were kind of old, mm-hmm. so it wasn't a very good environment to paint at night. And uh, sometimes we would use a flashlight, but we'd get all these crazy bugs in there. Oh yeah, and I'm not <laughs> even sure, but they were not the smartest bugs, and they would just fly <laughs> straight down. <laughs> And then they'd be kind of like hopping on the, on the ground. Yeah, yeah, land in the paint. They'd yeah. land everywhere. Stupid they'd bugs. <laughs> it was, I felt Ugh. bad because you, we're trying to, you know, not kill these things, but just having the light is attracting like literally hundreds of them. Oh, I bet. So they'd get caught in spider webs and then, you know, there's just hundreds <laughs> of bugs. Circle all of life, bro. Yep. You just got to see life unfolding in front of your eyes. Yeah. How we we kind of came to the conclusion that they were there strictly just to feed the fish. Because I think they just fly mm. and then they fly mm. straight into the water <laughs> and then the fish eat them. So yeah. it's, it's good because we like themselves. to eat the fish. So these bugs are there to, yeah. to help fatten our food, which is yeah. good. Thankful. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I suppose like, I mean, when you're doing, you, when you're in a kind of extreme or such a novel living experience like living on a boat it's you know who really gives a fuck if you're making art because you're just absorbing and downloading experience you know yeah totally and all that is probably going to unfold for you for probably years after yeah, that yeah i think so um i was talking to andrew earlier about it where you know it's it's uh it's always good to take a break you know from whatever you're doing for sure and <clears throat> this wasn't necessarily a break that I feel like I needed from painting. So it was really nice to come back to be able to create. Cause I feel like it let a lot of things brew and a lot of ideas. And I like to work very big and broad strokes and on the boat, I did a lot of small pieces. So I yeah. feel like it really helped rendering helped, you know, fine line work and, and drawing and stuff like that. Yeah. Those ink pieces you've been doing are 
freaking awesome dude. thanks man yeah, yeah that came i, like I, I was terrible at drawing before the boat too so it's kind of <laughs> nice and it's much much less stress to just pull out a pen and draw mm-hmm. rather than water cup and all this and you're on a boat with dogs and a girl and oh, yeah. it's tough and it's not a big boat it was 36 feet long yeah so <laughs> when uh when you were trying to get me to come down there i i still regret that i didn't yeah. but like uh you made it sound like there was like room for me and molly and <laughs> steven or who, whoever the hell else wanted to come it and was small it seems molly big said at it was first. pretty small yeah you'd make room yeah exactly I mean, that's kind of how i feel yeah but you know sitting i out mean i was the... comfortable in your all's rv yeah it wasn't much yeah. bigger than that okay yeah nice. yeah Nice. Pretty much about the same, but then there's the upper deck, which is cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. But yeah, classy boat, beautiful boat, definitely small. And uh, it, it was it was a head turner, though. Like, we, we'd yeah. be sailing, and you'd see all the old sailors, and they're looking and taking pictures of it coming up in their boat. So it was kind of cool. It was like a celebrity on, on that river and lake system. <laughs> oh, yeah. and You're big uh, in uh, Guatemala. Guatemala, yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> We're in a lot of pictures. And then <laughs> right a lot of times we'd have the dogs, you know, we'd have the yeah, dinghy yeah. to get to land. It's yeah. just a small little motorboat. And uh everyone would take pictures because there's you know the dogs up in the front just tongue hanging out and just mm. having a good time and mm. so yeah we definitely made a lot of photo albums i'd nice. say that's awesome congrats dude. we should uh <laughs> whenever we post this podcast we should put up a picture of bobby on the boat oh if yeah you, if you have a picture there's this it. really awesome picture actually of bob i think it's a selfie you took of yourself he's like climbing up on the on oh a, up in the mast yeah up yeah. in the mast and he's like near the crow's nest and it's just a picture of him and it's like from the top <laughs> and it's looking down and you can see the boat underneath him and he's just oh, like yeah. cheesing. Stingrays. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, they had like a cool pulley system and it was an old rusty kind of crank thing and you'd sit on a little wooden seat and it just pulls you right to the top and it's oh, terribly shit. sketchy and <laughs> but really fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think it's 50, 50 feet, I want to say. Yeah. It's pretty tall. You're definitely up there. Damn. Did you guys take any uh, any psychedelics with you? We did. You did? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Is that bad to say? We no. no. <laughs> Coming for you, bro. Psychedelics Hopefully. and sailing, it seems like they would go hand in hand. Yeah. It was uh, definitely more of like a nighttime thing because mm-hmm. my, my biggest fear was that a big squall would come in yeah. while, you know, we're just like deep in it. You don't want to get caught with your pants down. Totally. And be, like yeah. freaking out. <laughs> Yeah, because there's there's only a couple things that you can do if uh, so you drop the anchor down and you test it. You know, you kind of throw it into reverse mm-hmm. and and you you know simulate I guess like a storm coming. And if it holds, then it should hold in a storm. Mm-hmm. But there were uh, there were a couple nights that were kind of scary. Yeah, and because uh, if it starts pulling on the anchor, you kind of just have to let the anchor go and just drive the boat around until in the storm in the storm just Whoa. until it levels out so wait you, gotta go you have to anchor. Oh, okay yeah yeah so you would tie ask. like a buoy to it yeah hope hopefully the knot holds stays yeah, yeah. and then drive around until it stops storming Damn. which sometimes it was you know hours and thunder but you never had everywhere. a situation like that where you had to lose the anchor no no thank god there yeah. are a couple of times i got paranoid and, and <clears throat> tied the buoy on and yeah you know was out there waiting for it turn the engine just you know ready to start it <laughs> but Damn. yeah luckily nothing too crazy it, it's a it's a pretty safe area it was during hurricane season but most people put their boats there uh that are in the caribbean because mm-hmm. the, the mountains kind of block all the storms and everything nice yeah so you were on the pacific side we were on the atlantic Atlantic. side okay yeah yeah it's like right near honduras there's a 
like the river we were on runs out into the ocean into mm-hmm. this little bay mm-hmm. um so it, it's pretty well protected is it is it north or south of costa rica it's north north okay yeah that's it's it's just below belize and then next to honduras okay yeah it's nice, nice and then on the other side is mexico yeah yeah right on a pretty cool place yeah. definitely an interesting interesting place we'd anchor at um kind of the main city area and it was a lot of old sailors like all our friends were you know my parents age pretty much which was <laughs> definitely interesting yeah but we met a lot of cool people. Met met a guy named Bob Bodega Bob from uh, West Virginia, I believe. <laughs> Is that where you got the goods? <laughs> no, we just brought them down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chongo, shout out to Chongo. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah. But yeah, Bodega Bob was cool. He was a, a blues guitarist, and he had been um, playing, touring with with a girlfriend of his. They ended up splitting up, and I think he decided he was moving down to guatemala and buying a sailboat at a boy bodega bob yeah shout out man and uh yeah i found a badass boat ended up house sitting at one of the most beautiful houses i've ever seen before and so a similar yeah. you know riding the waves of just you know deciding it's it's time for a boat i think yeah it's very cool man yeah um so maybe switching gears a little bit you're from michigan right yep and uh like what is your artistic history like like how'd you get into painting and it's a kind of kind of an interesting thing my my brother steven is a, a really talented artist he's from denver as well and he's always always been an artist like from as early as i can remember he was always doing uh little sharpie drawings and you know, very, very clean and beautiful handwriting. Mm. I had terrible handwriting and is, you know, just chicken scratch. And so I kind of associated good handwriting with being able to make art. Okay. And so I always thought that I couldn't make art, you know, cause mm. I couldn't mm-hmm. even write my name very well. So mm. how could I draw or paint or anything? <laughs> and, uh, I had an experience. It was, it was one of the first psychedelic experiences I had as well. And there's a guy named Seymour, and it was at a, a show in Detroit where they had a bunch of live painters and he had a four foot by eight foot wooden panel and was just painting with his hands and just going crazy with it, squirting <laughs> paint everywhere. And, and mm. it was just, it, it seemed so free and so fun and it kind of shattered all the boundaries of like what I thought art was or what you had to do to be an artist and kind of realize that there aren't any boundaries. It's, it's really what you make it. Exactly. Some people are very clean and, and elegant and some people are really messy and there's tons of different genres and places to explore. And, and so that kind of opened my mind a lot. And uh, so I started painting after that. Was terrible at it for probably two years, but I loved it. Just made messes, painted over everything. I don't have any of my, you know, old pieces. I have no idea what happened to them. But yeah. it was always just fun. Like, I think starting with something that's just blank and just filling it with color and watching things kind of happen. It's like truly a show for, for your own self as well as other people in, in totally. like a live aspect. And, and I always really enjoy kind of the randomness and the chaos and watching things build. Um, yeah. and, it, and it feels like it's not necessarily just me doing it, mm-hmm. which, did, uh, did you, so did you start out just live painting? No, it, it was a, a few years before I did, yeah, um, nice. but but I definitely did pretty early on. I, I think I always loved the fusion of, of music and painting. It's like totally. having the inspiration of more things than just you. It's like the environment that right. kind of comes through where people talking, you know, they're like, oh, I think it would look, you know, really cool if you put blue in there. 
And then you kind of yeah. think, oh, wow, okay. I think that would look really cool. Yeah, and yeah. So now you're putting blue in there, yeah. and it's because of somebody else. And you're, you're, you don't have any sort of preconceived notions of what totally. it should be. So you're like even more open to yeah like to anything whoever's suggestion you know? yeah yeah and who and, are you to say who yeah. anybody's opinion exactly. is exactly you're know? not you know like i'm kind of glad that personally i didn't go to any sort of like art schooling like i think we talked about this before like yeah um because it, it just seems to kind of box you in a little yeah and i know plenty of people there's definitely some awesome, awesome creators out there who've gone through the schooling and, and did it and crush it and just love it and good for them. That's awesome. But, um, I know plenty of people who are just kind of like, can't even do art anymore because it's been so schooled into them, like what correct quote unquote air yeah. quotes, uh, that it, like art is, you know, yeah. like if you're not rendering something perfectly or you're not getting the perfect lighting and shadow and all that stuff while that's important it's like i think that you know and honestly shout out to you bobby thank you uh you taught me to like find the fun again in painting yeah uh for a while i kind of got that in my head too like oh i need to like learn and like like get it all rendered and like perfect um but yeah like working with you helped me like find a flow and i don't know where i'm going with that but uh <laughs> well, I think but, fun but yeah. fun is a good fun's a good uh, base. Well, yeah, I definitely. Think, and to like jump you, off of. Yeah, when you're just having fun and you're appreciating the way your own unique lens views the world and your and the way your brain works. And yeah, sometimes I feel lucky not having like an authority figure telling me what's right and what's wrong to do. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I ever would have found my personal art style if I had somebody in an authority position telling me what i couldn't couldn't do yeah because like no art teacher would lead me to make the kind of artwork that i make you know yeah and i I think i think if you're like a true artist there's this like edge of i don't know what to call it like um disagreeableness or rebellion that you have you know for sure And to have like that spirit like crammed into the box of academia just as yeah, it's kind, kind of sad. You yeah, know, it's contradicting. Yeah, yeah it's it's not yeah. sad because some people really excel with that, and I don't mean to like broad stroke the whole artist community and say, "Well, sorry, you guys had to go to school," because like obviously people are crushing it that way. But I think that yeah, just like I said, like fun, like having fun is a good base. Yeah, yeah, I think the schooling's not absolutely necessary because um, I I have friends kind of on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. I had a, a roommate years ago. And, uh, and I remember it so well, we painted a mural in, in our living room and I lived with other artists, my brother as well. And we crushed out this wall almost in, in one night. And this girl, you know, that I lived with wanted to have a little section. And so she, you know, wrote on pencil, this is my section, you know, don't touch it. I'm going to paint it eventually and never painted it. And I think, uh, (laughs) she was kind of in, in a rut because of art school Yeah, Mm -hmm. and it, it created it to be more of a chore and yeah. and I th- I think it's important too with with the the professors who you learn from because on the other hand I have a friend who went to the San Francisco Institute of Art oh, yeah, and yeah. and it seems like the way that they curate their classes is much more open and they'll teach you techniques they teach you you know how to mix colors how to use your brushes different you know techniques and I'm sure that there's tedious stuff where you do portraits and if yeah. you don't like doing portraits then that sucks but yeah. it's good to learn that get your chops up yeah and then um but I think it, it's if you kind of curate it 
which I think this is important on any level with education. It's like curating each individual person into how they learn or mm -hmm. develop or, or what, what their voice is. You yeah, know? Yeah. And if you tell everybody that art is this, right. then you're going to have a ton of boring art right. and everyone's yeah. doing the same thing. And, yeah, and that's no well, there's, um, there's a quote or something that goes something like, you don't teach a person what to think, you teach them how to think. Totally. And maybe you should... Uh, maybe it should be applied to art too. Like, yeah, you don't teach a person what to paint or what to sculpt, but you teach them how to and like just useful things. Like, and I'm definitely not saying that uh, that having those skills is a bad thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely something I, I could see myself eventually taking classes, you know, or, or learning figure drawing things like that. Yeah. Um, but just where I'm at right now, I'm not very interested in it. Yeah, and so I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I like mm -hmm. I like abstract art, and it's more yeah, it's just more fun. But I, I definitely everybody is different too. So a lot of people I could see liking the tediousness of it, mm -hmm. and uh, but just personally, I always had fun kind of making messes and. Mm -hmm smearing paint around so i still try to do that as much as i can yes yeah you seem to do like a controlled chaos thing yeah um, totally and so you use like a lot of spray cans in your work too that's kind of it's kind of a bit of a newer endeavor um spray paint was always intimidating to me i think graffiti was always an inspiration the mm -hmm. layers and the speed of it and the the well thought out aspects of it but um andrew and i actually just went and did a, a collaborative mural down in in florida and uh, I remember the first night I was working on it, I pulled out a brush and was doing some line work. And I did maybe a, a three foot segment out of 80 feet of wall. Mm -hmm. And it took me, you know, 45 minutes. And yeah. I loved how it looked. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. But I kind of realized how unsustainable yeah. that was to, to make this mural. We had three days. Pretty much three days. I, I, I worked on it for like one night before Bobby got there. And um, I just laid down a grid. And I ran out of spray paint, the the color that I needed. So I had to hand mix this gray, and it just took me like so long. And so <laughs> Bobby came in as relief, like in the daytime. I was still awake or something, yeah. I think. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to sleep. And he like crushed it with the spray cans. Yeah, it was like, kind of like the first experience with it. But uh, after doing the the brush line work, I pulled out a can and just covered, you know, two walls, 40 foot each and, and maybe an hour or two. Yeah. And uh, it definitely has this, it's almost like a samurai feel to it. Yeah. It's very precise and it's it's definitely a dance more so than I had ever experienced. And uh, and that's a big thing I learned is is the confidence with it. You can't mm -hmm. be timid at all. Nope. No. And that's a to, tough yeah. thing to do. You gotta if yeah, you just gotta. T yeah. You can't just be like. It, mm, it's a lot tougher. You? Like can control is way harder than you think. You see oh, people yeah. do it and it looks kind of yeah. They easy. make it look so easy. And you're a painter, so you figure like yeah, I'll just pick up a spray can and be able to do it. And then you're like, like oh, no. and you get drips Whoa. or it's yeah. like sprays out weird. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's tough. It's really hard. So like yeah. how how have you incorporated like spray cans in your art style do you like do you like spray background and then use brushes over it or lately um especially after doing the mural i had some transparent montana spray cans and i do a lot of glazing i like to work yeah <laughs> i like to work with a lot of white and glazing color over top of it mm -hmm. and the spray cans are just amazing it's it's like a transparent paint and so when you have um when you have the white that you're laying you can kind of you know, put these sprays over it and, and it keeps the white. And so I would kind of make these more etheric sort of atmospheric textures with them. 
and it's it's been a couple months since I've been able to use them just because I've been kind of bouncing around a bit so I haven't had a good place to to spray at but I think it's a a definite kind of a, a cheat for you know yeah that painting quicker you don't fun. have to mix you know paint or worry about things drying it dries incredibly quick and uh i honestly had no idea they had transparent spray paint oh, oh yeah, incredible dude. my, my favorite i is can't so wait fun. to like it warms up a little bit so i can go outside and start yeah i think i might like, have to groove on that too man that sounds yeah awesome. yeah it's it's kind of frustrating because after Halloween, I just I couldn't bring the cans on on the plane, so mm. I just gave them to Bobby. Yeah, and but then but I them. ordered cans like you know in January it was like a little warmer. Yeah, and I was like, oh sweet, my cans are here. And then it just like it's been like shitting snow on and off. Like today was pretty warm, but like yeah, I can't wait to just get out in my driveway and like set up a birch panel and yeah of course after gessoing it a few times and just like go to town on it you know yeah because that was so much fun and like the transparents like offer um a really cool like way it's just like a quick glaze you know instead of like getting a color and getting it thinned out enough to just like put it down yeah. it's just like oh i'm gonna blend this part right here oh that looks nice yeah two do, seconds do you have a hard time then with painting with acrylic paint over the spray paint it, it depends it, that's why doesn't i said it lay a little weird or uh that's why i said like i don't really have too much experience but if you gesso your canvas or your board yeah that helps a lot i've yeah. noticed okay. um, i think really watered down uh acrylic on top of spray paint it kind of beads up a little yeah. bit more as if it were on like plastic or something mm -hmm. so that's something to watch out for but yeah i haven't had too many issues with it yeah but I, but I yeah i really i'd highly recommend and they have a it's called shadow black and it's it's oh, yeah. shadow in a can it's the best but it's, nice. it's transparent too yeah Fuck yeah so it's just like oh instant shadow nice nice yeah i'm gonna have to get myself some of that yeah, yeah boy <laughs> yeah halloween was fun man uh i had a blast there <laughs> yeah Oh yeah, it was nice. It was I think a week after I got back to the states too, and yeah. and realized that there's a festival going on. We happened to be in Florida. Yeah, the thing was too is like I had this, um, you know, I, I I made a little proposal for at first it was going to be like an eight by sixteen foot mural, and then maybe a week out or so, um, the creative director for the mural maze Anya said, "Hey, our guy doesn't." he's not really vibing with the design for the entrance uh do you want to do it and she was like it's two 40 foot walls and i was like uh. jesus that's a lot of <laughs> wall like, space man you better bring my friend bobby out because like <laughs> with, yes, with minimal but, mural experience yeah like two ever before yeah. and they were like just indoor walls with like a like you know the classic like transparent white every now and then and as a spray can you know yeah and this uh, and all the time in the world and yeah and all the time in the world and <laughs> yeah. like chilling inside and like yeah Th this was a super challenge and I'm, I'm glad we did it um and i you know with more time i would have loved to just go in there and like yeah really make it magic i remember at the end do you remember the end of the mural when we were just like going ham oh yeah we were going yeah, so fast and it was like so much fun and <laughs> like we were so tired i mean i think we stayed up for 40 straight hours yeah we painted 36 something did you kind of did you kind of just fall into this like hyper flow state after a while and it was just yeah i mean we going or? we were like to keep our um spirits and like our mind awake we were kind of microdosing the whole time mm-hmm 
and um that helped a lot um shout outs to albert hoffman (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it it was it was kind of it was almost manic it was probably the most manic i've felt in years in a great way in a great way (laughs) not not in like and i didn't get depressed after it which was cool um but yeah yeah, it definitely felt like an accomplishment when yeah. you're done. But the last, uh, so there's a time constraint, you know, because the festival opens up mm-hmm. Thursday night. And yeah. so all the people come. And yeah. so they want all the murals done by then. And uh, and I, I thought going into it, I didn't really know too much. I thought we start the murals before the festival and we work on them through the festival. Yeah, that's so what I So when I, I got think. there, it's like, oh, we only have three days. It's like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> we got to get to Crunch work. Time. Yeah. <laughs> And then it was, I remember the last morning, it was like, do we either, you know, do we take a nap and then try to wake up and do this? Or do we just go slam some coffee and, you know, microdose some more? And and we ended up painting another almost full day, I feel like. That's cool. Yeah, it worked out pretty well, though. That's cool to, like, dive into something that you don't have much experience with mural work, but you're just like, fuck it, I'll figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) And then after you do it, you get to step back and be, okay, I can do that now. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it definitely felt good. It was, yeah, something that... I would love to to play with more. I think the freedom of having a big wall is is intimidating, but at the same time very exciting because mm-hmm. there's so much space. There's a lot you can do with it. Mm-hmm. I'm and, sure once you get once you start moving on it and it starts materializing, and you kind of have like your a framework starting to form, like that intimidation probably starts evaporating a bit. And then you yeah. just get to start drilling in details. And, well, and it was also just like can't really be intimidated when you're on the clock right th- like that you know yeah you're just like you gotta get to so work. focused yeah you're just like <laughs> yeah, there's really like, no time life. to be scared <laughs> yeah this is my life now <laughs> next you know 72 hours it was great it was great yeah yeah highly recommend that festival oh, yeah. a lot of uh a lot of beautiful art there and it's it's really cool to see all the different teams because we were there about a week early or a few days at least four. I was four there five four days. days early, and then I think you got there on Monday, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's cool seeing all the all the different installations all the go up, and yeah, yeah, just a, a lot of love that went into it, and a lot mm-hmm. of appreciation for the art. Yeah, and it's a fairly big festival too, so it's cool to to see that much attention go into creating an experience that goes beyond the music and and giving people some more kind of stimulation and inspiration yeah just like pure creative immersion you know totally it's like um some of the same squad that uh does the sherwood forest and electric forest Mm -hmm. which is just this laser laden you know magical fun house was doing spirit lake okay which is where we were where the mural maze was and where the entrance the mural that we painted was Mm -hmm. And um, just a lot of, like, people building these amazing installations. A hidden ball pit. Oh, man, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The hidden ball pit that for sure had some weird bodily fluids in it. I mean, it had to have. Was it a ball pit in a maze? No. You had to go and hide a ball pit. It's kind of like, how would you describe that building? It was just like, so people would set up these it's kind of like a immersive installation and an interactive one. So you could go into the, they would like build like sort of like houses that, that just like walls. Right. Mm-hmm. And they'd have like a window and like an entrance, but, um, the ball pit 
I don't, I don't know. We just like snuck back there one night. Yeah. Because... The way you got in was uh, there was a, a mantelpiece with a, like kind of a clock. Yeah. And if you pulled one of the books, it opened up the door. Right. And then awesome. you'd go through and you right. would come into but a they, ball pit. They, they like closed like the ball meow pit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's very meow wolfy for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. And shout outs to that team. The whole uh, synergy team, I think is what they're called. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was super cool. And. Um, that ball pit was really fun. <laughs> yeah, we had some late night adventures in there. Yeah, we yeah. just like chilled there and like goofed off and all that uh, that cacao liqueur you bought brought <laughs> yeah. from Guatemala. Yep. Yeah, that was nice. Yep. Delicious. Yeah. Oh, wait, didn't that get stolen? Or no? No, it got. Um, so, <laughs> my backpack got stolen with the cacao liqueur in it, but then uh, our friend Annie was walking around the next day and she found the cacao liqueur which was honestly arguably the most valuable thing in my camelback. Other than your joke book. Other than my joke book. <laughs> There's a joke for you. Aren't you going to see a special on Netflix someday and some dude's doing new material? <laughs> <laughs> Called it, Lost and Found. But li- <laughs> <laughs> I put on a little show for Bobby and Annie and Jack and Emily multiple times <laughs> because Bobby was like come on hey listen listen <laughs> different material each time or were you running no, <laughs> it was literally just me reading like a sentence from a, give us a, give a, us a taste um the only one I can think of right now is the sloth one okay Let's like I had an idea for a movie um that was about a uh a like New York living uh, CEO of a big company who falls in love with uh, a three-toed sloth, <laughs> and the tagline for the movie would be um, five fingers, three toes, one more reason to love interspecies bestiality." <laughs> I don't have a good title for it though. You know, you need a good title. Uh, yeah, so that's there's a taste. I'm sure you'll be running back for more later. <laughs> Jokes are double next time. Steelers Netflix special. Yeah, check. So yeah, more. check out. I'm sure the guy will just be called the Wook. <laughs> yeah, my Camelback was uh, right behind me while we were live painting, literally on the last night of the festival. And I turned around and I'm like, "Where's my Camelback?" And yeah, it had cacao liqueur, like my toothbrush and toothpaste, which also were found later so shout out to that person for not wanting to get drunk or brush their teeth you must like those jokes to be fair the cacao liquor had like a bunch of you know cacao nibs in it yeah so it kind of looked gross yeah it did look like someone's like like so i think that they saw that and they're like ooh, fuck that (laughs) wait so it was like alcoholic yeah it was like a cacao infused rum okay with like cardamom no it was a a chili yeah it was was no it was a cayenne cayenne yeah did, did the cacao like add a different psychoactive element or was it just it wasn't delicious? psychoactive it was just kind of like, gave you a little boost i think yeah, yeah. i guess there's like theobromine for like a little energy yeah, yeah definitely and you'd get you know some crunchies every time it honestly didn't feel like cool. drinking no you know it was just like oh a little treat yeah it felt like more of cacao than it did booze yeah did you make it i didn't know we, we had found a spot um in guatemala that made it i think it was called the cacao factory 
or cacao, cacao museum. <laughs> that sounds delicious. I'd love to try some. Oh yeah, that was the the bulk of our gift was cacao teas and and rum. It's like awesome. a heady Willy Wonka. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like mm, chocolate. not chocolate, sir. It's cacao. <laughs> <laughs> they had uh, cacao condoms. We got those for our friends Matt and Hannah Rose. Nice. <laughs> little little spice. Don't know how they work, but you know, it's more of a gag gift than anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. Totally. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, I just got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, try a little taste of that. Shout out to Matt, dude. Yep. Love you, Matt. If yeah. you're listening, are you listening? In the future. Wow, it's it is windy extremely outside. Extremely windy outside. <laughs> the trees are yelling. On John's porch. Yeah, if you heard that. Um, so just a little weather update in the past for whoever's listening right now. <laughs> it's windy. It's windy outside on February no, 12th, 13th, 13th, right? Ish. Wednesday the 13th. So, Bobby. Uh, but thanks, John, for getting we'll, us back on track. We'll reel us back in. So, Bobby, uh, hmm. <laughs> tell us about your love life. No. Sorry, you, uh, like, so do you have like a mission or a philosophy of like of why why you pursue art or paint or anything that's kind of that's a tough tough question um i think for me my my own kind of um just growth as a person like both spiritually and and just coming into to myself i feel like a lot of lessons i learned through art whether it was the actual creative process or trying to live off of it, whether mm-hmm. that was struggling or thriving. And just a lot of the, um, a lot of my philosophy on life has come from painting mm-hmm. and kind of this letting go of control that you are the one wielding the brush, but then there's so much more that affects what you're creating or living, like mm-hmm. whether you're talking about painting or life or, or sculpting or whatever, making music. Um, th- there's something to be said with releasing control and just allowing things to happen. And the more that you do it, the more comfortable it becomes. Again, mm-hmm. whether that's painting or living, you know, and, and it's the same. I moved around a lot and I, and it was, you know, I didn't stay in one spot for more than a few months. And, but it never, it was never straining. It always just felt new and fresh and exciting. And that's how I try to treat every painting. It's like a new exploration of, of life, you know, and, and it becomes a meditation in a way for myself. And, I guess the whole kind of mission is to create that for other people. Mm -hmm. Um, A big inspiration that I had a few years ago, and I see it all over the place, is is somebody said the average person looks at a painting for five seconds, and then they move on to the next thing. And and I've told people this at festivals. I remember at Halloween chatting with somebody, and they asked me a very similar question, like, what what are you trying to do? And, uh, And I said, you know, watch these people. And they would come by, and they'd look at a painting, and then on to the next one and on to the next. And they'd look at 30 paintings in less than a minute. And it's tough to connect. It's like you look at the piece, you're like, oh, that's what it is. And then you look at the next one. Mm-hmm. And so what I hope to do is to kind of create a, a visual trap. It gives you an, enough information without telling you what it is. So you mm-hmm. kind of look at the piece and you try to figure out what is this piece saying? And you keep looking at it because you think that you know what it means or or you think, oh, it's kind of a landscape where I see this thing. And next thing you know, you've been looking at it for a few minutes and your brain is is working itself. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I've also heard that the, the same areas in our brain that kind of fire when we're creating art, fire when you're looking at art. So in a way to create 
kind of a, a place for people to look at art to be the artist. They get to dictate what's going on, like what's happening. If something is the sky or is it water or is it nothing? Is it an emotion? You know, and some people I've had explain, you know, things way more eloquently than I could ever say about my paintings. And I kind of walk up to them talking about the painting and it's like, whoa, say that again. That's yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's really cool how outside observers can help you find meaning in your piece, you know? Yeah, like, absolutely. It's, it's truly a collaborative effort. Yeah. Yeah. And I really love that about, about live painting and the whole kind of festival culture is having people be a part of that process. Mm-hmm. Um, we were at pirate party a few years ago, a festival in Montana, and I was painting a piece and it was kind of just playing on, on contrasting elements. And in my head, it was kind of, a, a view of, of heaven and hell. And not necessarily in, in a, you know, a good and evil type way, but just, you know, fire and and beautiful blue kind of flowy sky and etheric elements. And I remember a guy came up and, and he started talking about the Titans um, in like Greek mythology attacking Mount Olympus and was pointing out all these different things that looked like the gods wow. to him. Damn. And it was just, yeah, it was amazing. Cause I was kind of still just on the heaven and hell element, you know, it's yeah. like, Oh yeah, it's kind of like earth in between heaven above hell below. And just this guy comes up and just blows my mind, you know, and, and he's like, that's not what you're going for. I'm like, no, but now I am. Be this like amazing. Archetypical type, uh, like, thread that you're tapping into totally. and it can be translated yeah. in a lot of ways but it, it's all kind of pointing towards the same thing yeah know? yeah and i and i love playing with uh with you know contrasting elements um i've had several people you know know that that my zodiac signs a libra just by looking at the art because they see kind of this duality in it and i love playing with that and in, in whether it's texture or color you know I, I like to play with a lot of very loose strokes and kind of palette knife very expressive strokes and then other areas very open or or blended well and very clean and and rendered and i think uh contrast is a huge huge um i guess influence in life and in art you Mm -hmm. know it's to and finding the balance between the two yeah totally and uh and that's usually what ends up being the the subject matter it's it's a it's kind of an interesting thought that i had where you have you know, you think of duality and it's like two things. It's like two opposing forces, but in all reality, it's kind of this play of three things because you have the opposites, but then you have where they meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. And like that, their that to me, yeah, totally. And that's like its own thing, but it's more of a, like a metaphorical thing or, or it's, it's the thing that you don't see necessarily. Right. And so that's, that's, I think kind of in those pieces, at least what I'm trying to paint is, is, you know, it's not, not necessarily heaven versus hell. It's like what, what's in between that. And that's kind of like where I would imagine we live, you know, it's yeah. like yeah, this yeah, in between absolutely. place, but it's yeah. still like a, a battle of two different things. Yeah. We're the third. It's like the story of existence or an individual, you know, the world contains all the greatest beauty and also destruction totally. and terror and every being inside of them has the potential, you know, to uh, do the most heinous acts in the world or the most beautiful acts in the world. And totally. it's, it's all contained within everything, within the yeah. one. Yeah, and it's tough to to kind of like draw the line between, you know, that, like like I think of, of volcanoes, you know, or, or to mm-hmm. look at Hawaii. It's such a, you know, for us, it's, it's going to be there mm-hmm. for our whole lives, hopefully. But... Um, from a kind of a geologic standpoint, it's, it's just there and then it's gone, Yeah, you know, and then it's moved on. And some of the islands that used to be where Hawaii is are now just underwater. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's kind of this, this whole 
beautiful destructive process that you know depending on how you look at it it can be scary and terrifying but yeah. it's also the reason why people would want to go out there yeah yeah it's a killer volcano that is simultaneously the most beautiful paradise imaginable yeah you know? absolutely and mm. and it's so attractive you know and there's a in guatemala too there's a volcano that erupted uh fuego and it, it erupted the day we were flying in oh wow and it was kind of one of those things where it's like oh is this a sign <laughs> you know because i'm always trying to listen and and mm -hmm. sometimes it's something saying hey maybe don't do this mm -hmm. but you know we still went with it ended up working out perfectly but um but yeah definitely a, a scary thing you know it's it's a beautiful mountain and these people live close to it and look at it every single day and they see the beauty of it and then you know in the blink of an eye it, it explodes and and it kills a lot of people it destroyed a ton of homes and wow damn you know so it's it's a definitely an interesting place to live you know yeah. and, and wherever it is you know california you get earthquakes and if you're in the north it's crazy snowstorms like we just had so it's it's tough there's always going to be those kind of like downsides to it but there's always beauty in there you know it's like there's destruction but then you have people helping each other out and exactly, it's like kind yeah. of all the the you know problems with our world goes away because now yeah. we're focusing on humanity and how we can help one another right. and that's beautiful mm -hmm. too so again it's like that in between the beauty and the destruction and then you have humanity or, whole, or just life yeah yeah it's like the whole thing and i think that's what an artist can do and i think that's what artists <clears throat> do without knowing it is just express this pattern of of what life is totally you know in all its destruction and creation and you i think that we express like archetypal patterns without knowing it too it's like we tell the same stories but they're cast through our own personal lens and we can make them like really unique and fresh and palatable to whoever may come along Totally. Like, w when you look at the Harry Potter story, right, that's just, like, packed, packed with archetypal ancient human stories. Mm -hmm. It's the yeah. hero's journey. It's the hero's yeah. journey. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Star Wars, same thing. Yeah. Same thing. All these stories that we love. And I think that painting is just being a visual storyteller, whether you're doing that through uh, just flow and, um, and, and you know, artistic concepts or if you're like really getting explicit with it and putting like yeah blatant you know, images like mythological characters in there and yeah you know, like um birth of venus for instance comes to mind like, jesus yeah jesus yeah <laughs> uh jesus um yeah it's Yo, I think that's what we're doing, whether we realize it or not. Yeah. You know, well, I think, in my opinion, I mean, I, you know, some people might shit all over that, but I don't really care. <laughs> they ain't here right now. You know, like painting and art way back to the cave paintings. It's this old ancient wisdom path that's being passed down generation after generation, you know? And like, I think if you spend any sort of time pursuing a creative path, that, that wisdom that's been accumulated and carved out by artists over time, you know, you become this open channel for it to flow through you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a big kind of thought of mine is, is that as, as humans, it's, um, we kind of have this ability to look past the, uh, the whole survival and reproduction aspect of, of what life is. Like yeah. that's the main 
biological function of what life is here it's it's you survive to the best of your abilities and you pass on your genes Mm -hmm. and that's what life has done for for millions of years and then it's like we come along and we're able to have emotions and all these just you know far out thoughts and i think that's what kind of leads people to to create and so to me that's kind of the next step in the evolution of life is is this need to create mm-hmm. and i think everybody seeks it and i think artists are, are the ones who kind of tap into it the most where they realize right. oh i can create i can take nothing or just these colors or clay or sounds and to create something that can make people feel things or think you mm-hmm. know and and it's interesting you know because most most people like music it's like from a young age you play oh, music yeah. kids dance it moves mm-hmm. people and same with the paintings, but from a more internal aspect. It's it's like a, you know, a dance in your brain of mm-hmm. the thought. And yeah, and I, I just think it's, I think it's so important. And there's a reason that it's stuck around so long. Because it's definitely one of those things from a survival aspect. We don't really need it. You mm-hmm. don't need a painting. Yeah. You can't eat it. You can eat food and that's art. Mm-hmm. But it's like- as far as painting or music, you can't live off of it right but at the same time like are we actually living without it right you know? yeah it's like yeah, soul food totally what would the world you know if human beings didn't have music and paintings and art like what what would that even be man totally it's kind yeah. of a misery yeah. thought i yeah. think we sort of do need it i think oh souls, absolutely yeah. like, what yeah, is I that it's, it's yeah. really interesting yeah it's uh Ooh, it's a I, I think yeah it's just that that kind of the need to create you know and I, and I see it a lot at festivals when you're painting and you know you get the people that come up and they're like what are you doing <laughs> like they're just so blown away because yeah. you're just in the middle of the woods making this painting and they're like this is crazy and amazing and i love this and yeah you just see their eyes light up and and i see it all the time and, and it's some people you can tell that oh they paint or they tell you hey yeah i paint this is so inspiring and inspires me to do it more. But you catch a lot of people where, you know, it's like, they're like, man, I used to play guitar when I was younger right. and mm-hmm. I haven't touched it in, you know, 12 years, 15 yeah. years. And, you know, it, it's something that they kind of long for. And mm-hmm. I think life can kind of get in the way of it. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to, to have a reminder too to be inspired by something, yeah. whether it's, you know, if you like knitting, but you see somebody painting in the middle of the woods and you're like, wow, I need to knit Same more. Thing, yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's like, like anybody pursuing that thing that their heart is pulled to and they're doing it really inspires me to do my thing. Totally. Right. Like people that are following their heart fully, it gives everybody else permission that comes in contact with yeah. them to follow their heart. It's like you heart. do it. What do you love to do? Yeah. Do that every day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. And I, I think, think it's everywhere. Speaking of festivals, that reminds me of like, I'm sure you guys have had this phenomenon happen where someone comes up and they're like, oh my gosh, you're so talented <laughs> and I could never do something like that. Yeah, I'm the shit. And it's like bullshit yeah. <laughs> on both counts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not ta- special. Talent no. is, yeah, first of all, I'm not talented. And not that I take that as an insult, but it's just you know hours and hours of doing the same thing over and over again yeah and and being able to if if i am talented or if we are talented at all it's it's hard work and maybe the fact that we're unafraid to just see what happens on the canvas and unafraid to go out into the middle of the woods and inspire random people to come along you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's more like to me it's more like 
you know, this phrase gets tossed around a lot too. Like you're so brave. Like I'd rather hear that. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I, I know. Or it's like cur- courageous and allowing yourself to be vulnerable to the world mm-hmm. and being like, I, I want to paint. So I'm going to yeah. let myself be vulnerable and put myself naked in front of you and paint yeah. or share my art. We and should paint naked at festivals. Yeah. Maybe that. Soulfully maybe they'll and pay physically. Us Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here I am vulnerable in every way. <laughs> Someone just Come comes up me. and punches you in the dick. <laughs> and you're like, Pretty yes. It wasn't a part of the performance, but I inspired someone just now. Yep. Anyway. But that's why I, don't I, get I like track. to, uh, I have a painting. It was one of the first paintings I ever did. And I love showing people that because people are like, oh my God, your work is so cool. How long have you been painting? I'm like, I don't know, six or seven years. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I show them one of the first paintings. It was from my senior year in high school. And I say, you know, how old do you think I was when I painted this? And most people will guess four or five because <laughs> it's just this awful painting. It's like a monkey face, but it doesn't look like a monkey. It's mm-hmm. just a crappy smile and little eyes and... And it's just terrible, but but I loved <laughs> yeah. painting it. Yeah, it was like exactly. in art class with my friends stoned in the first hour of the day, you know, and just <laughs> like, yeah, we're painting. I'm going to paint a fucking monkey face. Oh, yes. And uh, yeah, but it, it truly, you know, it goes to show you. It's like if you love it, because I don't think that painting's for everybody. I think everybody should paint because I think it's so therapeutic and beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I think it takes a, a certain type of person to paint or to play music or to yeah. cook you or, know it's like but if you love that that's what you should do mm-hmm. and i think it's worth it to try it so mm-hmm. do you think everyone's sure. in art like we were talking about this last time like i i'll just ask you do you think everyone's an artist a hundred percent i totally think so yeah. but i but i also think in the in the conventional sense of art like what does art mean you know and well, that's yeah. like a huge discussion totally. but a i think creativity more totally like a right. creative approach to your life yeah, whatever yeah. you're that's, doing that's right. how i feel it's right. like whatever you're doing if you can look at it in in such a present way that you're you're gaining some insight mm-hmm. into like beyond that thing that you're doing mm-hmm. um, but i think as far as like a creative sense too just like whether it's painting like drawing, um, music, anything. I, I do think people have that in them. I think yeah, somewhere ha- along, everybody has something. Yeah. Right? It, I mean, it's the same with dancing. I think dancing is like a really interesting thing because yeah. people, everybody at everybody some point dances. in their life, they dance, yeah. but then people start to get older and they get so, you know, self-conscious Stiff about and, yeah. what it is, or they don't want to look like an idiot. And it's that whole right. cliche thing, dance, like nobody's watching, right. but like beautiful, amazing, yeah. you know, it's like to, to literally do that, but in whatever it is, you know, it, it's whether it's playing the guitar or the drums, it's like, just smack the shit out of them and oh, yeah. have fun with it, you know, but it, you get too wrapped up and is this good? Am I doing right, something right. good? And then you're not necessarily getting out of it what you can. And you miss a lot of beautiful opportunities. So what if, so just for the sake of, uh, keeping this discussion going what if someone doesn't like to paint play music or someone doesn't like to do any of the typical creative quote-unquote things that we you know consider art forms yeah like what if someone's an engineer does that still make them an artist I think with the right mindset yeah, with yeah. it. That's um, what, that's because I know I was... a lot of people. Like I have a lot of friends from high school, and if I, you know, kind of tell them what I'm doing with with my life, yeah, they're like, "Wow, that's amazing!" Yeah, but I would never do that. Right, that just sounds crazy. Right, you know, it's like, oh, you lived in this place and now you're moving to Colorado and 
now you're moving back to California and you don't know where you're going to live. Like that yeah. doesn't sound appealing yeah. at yeah. all. I'm an artist and I think that's crazy, man. Yeah, totally. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It, and it, it just kind of goes to show that not, not everybody's path is the right answer. Like nobody's, right. nobody's right. right or wrong. You right. know, it's just mm-hmm. purely for yourself. Well, marching to your own to, rhythm, you know, yeah. to me, like, I think that like to say that everyone's an artist is kind of like overlooking the fact that everyone has different personality traits. Totally. Like I think to be an artist, you have to be, you have to have a certain level of openness. Yeah. Like to ideas and to, um, and I'm, I'm sure that that personality trait can change over time. Yeah. But I guess everyone has the potential to be an artist. Right. Like, like yeah. you're right. saying that openness. Right. Cause it's, I'm it's just trying to, to like, um, integrate like that, thing that i've that phrase like everyone's an artist to me has become kind of this like cliche like platitude kind of thing yeah and i think it everyone's a winner yeah 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 i mean like unfortunately not everyone's a winner and and fortunately though we were talking Mm. about this not everyone's an artist because if everyone was an artist like we wouldn't be able to flush our toilets on the second floor (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) i don't know um but yeah i'm trying to like i'm trying to like like I'm hearing you out. Like I hear that. Yeah. Like I think it is more of a presence of mind or like a a way that um, that you do your work. Yeah. If you're completely focused and into it, yeah. Maybe. And again, it goes back to like what is the definition of art? Totally. I mean, it's like okay. So think about like a, a dishwasher. You know. Yeah. At, yeah. At a oh, restaurant. I've I've, I've been. And that so guy. if you are if you're not doing your work artfully. You're just kind of lazily washing shit. You're throwing it aside. You're not doing it very organized. But if you're if you're really kind of focused and you're not thinking about other stuff, you're not thinking about when you get off or what bills you got to pay or whatever, mm-hmm. or that you're just tired of working there, yeah, you, yeah. you start to learn different forms of organization. Right. You start to learn these these lessons that apply to your life beyond what that thing is you know it's like yeah i'm really good at washing dishes but what does that actually mean like what do you learn from it you find the cosmic the cosmic lesson in being present totally dishwashing yeah and 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 to me that's where art is but i think the conventional sense of of being an artist because people think of you know musicians and painters i think that's kind Mm -hmm. of like yeah it's like the go-to you hear art and you're like oh music or or like a painting on a wall yeah Mm -hmm. um but to me i think it's the lesson i think it's like that sense of creation it's like why people make groups of friends it's like why we group together like that in itself is is like a form of creation and conversation it's like anything that you can do is potentially art if you look at it that way it's like the lessons that you pull from it but but i think no i feel that i feel that so like then to kind of like sum it up i'm thinking so you can have an artistic kind of approach to life if you're trying to constantly improve at whatever you're doing. Totally. And, and yeah, maybe that's just it. <laughs> yeah. And maybe whatever you're pursuing, uh, liberates yourself and those people that you come across to in a way, yeah. like you're, you tapped into what you're doing and you're present with what you do and you're present with the people that you come across and yeah. whatever it is, like you could be the most badass plumber and and you go to everybody's house and you smile and you're you're happy to help them and and they're happy as yeah. hell to have your help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and their turds get flushed down <laughs> and everyone's having a good time. Yeah, everyone's like <laughs> big thing. <day>. Thank God. 
Yeah, I, a, I don't think like, and I'm not trying to elevate the artist above the say plumber or even like bricklayer. Um, yeah, I just don't know. I just see a difference too, and but also similarities. Totally. But but I I don't think it's, I don't know. Maybe it's not fair to the artist to be like everyone's an artist. I think everybody has the potential to turn their life into a work of art. Yes, yes. If, absolutely. If they, if they pursue it in that I way. I agree. Like, you I can think, make your life your masterpiece. Totally. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, and I that think could, it's the sense of, of like, being artful and mm-hmm. being an artist. Yeah. You know, where it's... Because, it's, it, again, yeah, it's like every, everyone has the potential. Like, right. I, and I, I feel like I'm a great example of that. I was not, I was not good at painting at all. But I loved it. It yeah. was like, and that's, that's really all, all that I wanted to do. Exactly. And, and I think that's it's what a loving, true artist is. Totally. To it's me. like loving that thing that you do. But I think it, it kind of works in the same way of like a, an ecosystem where, you know, you have everybody doing their individual parts and it all helps the thing for move. sure. So, for so sure. it's like right now, the art that we're creating is very similar. You know, you look at the Renaissance era, those artists were creating a little piece of their time, mm-hmm. you know, in their world that was going around and they're in a way the like the note keepers of that era. Archivists. And that was their job. Yeah. And so that's that to me that that is what an artist is. But doing art is I think that's that's for everybody. Yeah. But it, it's you. like you said, gotcha. if every if everybody painted and that was what everybody did, it would be it'd be a really interesting we'd, world. Yeah, we would have to all die. Toilets everywhere. Totally. <laughs> yeah. We nobody would be yeah, growing. As far food as the or, eye could see. I think. But, uh, I mean, you could even think of uh, like society at large as this gigantic collaborative performance art. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Piece. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's and it's interesting to think about that. I had a. I had an idea um, years ago, like before I could really paint that well. And I was thinking about, um, I had done a, a piece, I called it The Birth of Creation. And it was nice. the thought of how the universe started. So they teach you in school about the Big Bang. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it was always hard for me to grasp that. You know, they say, oh, there was nothing. And then all of a sudden there was everything. And everything that exists now existed in that first moment. And like, what the fuck? Like, right. how does that, how is that? Like, that's insane. How yeah. does that work? So it's yeah. the thought of the the universe or like whatever that is. In this, a seed or something. Yeah, yeah, or just the thought of it. It's yeah. like the simple thought of like, I am. And, mm-hmm. and then it literally became that. And I think as, you know, you were talking about artists being channels. And so we are just these little things. It's like doing what the universe itself did where we take nothing and create everything Mm -hmm. from it. It's like the ripples out. Totally. And Uh and that's like this weird drive that we have. It's like why we paint. And it's like, after we're done with this podcast, we're going to go paint Yeah. tomorrow. We're going to go look at art on the wall Mm -hmm. and then we're going to go paint after it's like, why do we want, like, why do we feel the need to do that? Cause I couldn't imagine doing life without that. Right. It's it's like a compulsion. It's not even a choice. It's not something you're forcing to happen. You you can't not do it at a certain point. Right. And so that led, it's almost our responsibility as creatures of that universe. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, we're on this point in the spiral of the fractal of existence yeah. and we're just making our own little tangent like uh other spirals <laughs> yeah, you know totally and, and we're just like beep, 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 like literally <laughs> yeah, painting not spirals like totally yeah. <laughs> that uh, and and it's like that thought that led me to wanting to kind of create this art project that 
I had no affiliation with, even though it it was like this idea that I had of of like everybody who's we're we're all saying the same thing. You know, it's right. like Buddha and Jesus and all these religions, they're all saying the same thing. So it's like, mm-hmm. but what are artists trying to say? Very similar things. Yeah. So it's it was this thought of having a, a collaborative project that you know, spanned across every genre of art that we could fit in, you know, storytelling and painting and music, mm-hmm. um, electronic and spoken word and, and bands, you know, and all this creating this kind of cohesive creative Bible of just being alive. And and it's yeah. the thought of, you know, the, the seven degrees of separation where I wouldn't paint if it wasn't for our friend Seymour right. in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Seymour, badass artist. I wouldn't paint without him. So without him being born, without his entire lineage Lineage. happening, (laughs) I wouldn't be here right now talking with you guys. And I wouldn't have had this idea of like, hey, let's all get together in some way, shape or form, create this thing to the point where there's people adding paintings in this. They don't know me. They've never met me. They'll never hear my name. Mm -hmm. But it's still this thing that we're creating. It's and, a giant and it, conversation. Totally. Yeah. And it creates, it, it's like a collaboration that everybody is a part of because mm-hmm. without everything happening to all these certain people, right. none of that would have happened. Like there'd be so many people not painting, you know, had like Dali not painted. And, oh, then, yeah. you, and then you, right you become here. inspired by these people. And so now all of a sudden we're doing this, this collaborative project with Dali and, mm-hmm. yeah. and like what what the fuck and you know and picasso and, and and whoever painted that cave painting totally and like mm-hmm. in my grandma like it's yeah. like a collaboration yeah. Yeah. like you all, all y'all's like entire lineage that's yeah. beautiful like yeah. trace it back and like everybody is a part of it mm-hmm. but then it comes down to you know those hundred or a thousand or ten thousand artists that get together to create this thing to say hey everybody is a part of this we're mm-hmm. just the note keepers we're just the right. ones saying hey this was a point in time where we decided hey we're we're all talking about creation and humans and what it means to be alive and to create Mm -hmm. and now like more so than ever we have the freedom to do it we have the technology and the connectiveness to say hey let's let's do this right on dude but yeah man thank you for um (laughs) refuting my uh, claim that not everyone's an artist well it's not even a <laughs> well, no, well i know yeah. but like you changed my mind cool <laughs> yeah for real wow thank you <laughs> that was good tight how often can you say that you changed my mind that's uh, what i say <laughs> that probably too much honestly well it's been a big day so <laughs> at least three times isn't that such a great feeling to th- to think you have maybe an opinion on something and somebody can explain explain something to you in a way that you just framed it it, you framed it it in the correct way like i'm i in my head i was framing it on the individual level but when you frame it on the collective level like well yeah yeah, we are a part we are a creation of this creation totally and whether or not there's a big creator there's definitely something bigger than us Mm -hmm. at play here and i think it's it's important to to look at it that way, just zoom out a little bit. Yeah, totally. You, yeah. Take like you zoom in, you're like, too. yeah, you Instead zoom of thinking in. like I'm an individual, right? I, I am a I'm thing. I'm doing art. It's me. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's not you. It's, it's the whole not you, yeah. structure around you and everyone that came before you. Right. And, it's like the, mm-hmm. the self is just this, this made up construct in a way. Yeah. You know, to, to it's necessary because we live in a physical world and need to know, uh, you know, who pays the bills and <laughs> whose mouth to put the food in. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, if, if you look at it, like you said, zoomed out, 
yeah, I guess we're just all a part of this dance of creation. Yeah. And that's a more, I mean, that's a, that's a more inclusive way to look at it. Yeah. And yeah, I think, um, yeah, maybe that's the lens I needed to look through. <laughs> there's a uh, way to reframe, man. There's an album. I think you and I have listened to it before. It's called uh, In Search of the Lost Chord by the Moody, Moody Blues. Blues. Yeah. Highly recommend anyone who's listening, including you two, to to sit down and listen to it. I had um, I listened to it on, on a head full of LSD, put it onto paint, and I just sat there and listened to it the entire time. And up until then you know it's like it's like those albums that you hear about like dark side of the moon yeah it's like one of the best albums ever mm-hmm. created most people agree to that most people haven't listened to in search of the lost chord it's hands down the best album i think that has ever been created Damn. and what they're what they claim. set out <laughs> totally but, yeah. but i and i would love to sit down and chat with them and just be like hey what what was your purpose in doing this because I, what i think that they set out to do was to answer that question of why why are they making music? Why do people make art? But specifically mm. for them, they're like, why are we doing this? Right. And this mm-hmm. whole album is like a journey and it's it's called In Search of the Lost Chord. So they're like, in, in what part of, you know, a chord is multiple sounds or, or frequencies. You know, mm-hmm. if you think about mm-hmm. a guitar, it's literally just a vibration and it's multiple ones that kind of create this harmonious thing. And so the whole kind of idea behind this album is just them being a piece of this chord that has just gone throughout all of time and it's like them kind of acknowledging that we, we're just another push you know yeah. it's just like you another catch strum of the yeah, yeah. You, you catch just what somebody else gave and you throw it on to the next person wow. and now here i am a painter being you know my mind blown by these people writing an album in like 1968 that yeah and whether or not they meant to do that i interpreted mm. it but it's so smart and well put together that i know yeah. that they they set out and they're like hey let's make literally the best album like <laughs> let's write a bible wow. of art through music and yeah, it's just gorgeous. Every time I listen to it, it talks about, you know, everything from, you know, there's a, my favorite song, one of my favorite songs in the whole world. It's called The House of Four Doors. And it's a kind of this adventurous tale of the band, but it could be anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're going on this kind of journey and they find a door. And every time they open a door, it's a new genre of music within that song. So it starts nice. with kind of like wow. medieval music. Mm-hmm. Then they open another door and it slowly moves until the last door they open. And it's this like amazing like rock ballad about Timothy Leary and ego death and, <laughs> huh. and LSD. And it's like their oh, experience. Is that like, that song where there's like Timothy Leary? Totally. Oh, no And shit. I looked it okay. up. Timothy Leary died. It says Timothy Leary's dead. No, no, no. He's outside looking in. And so I look up timothy leary because i'm like i'm on lsd i think that they're talking about lsd i'm like this is yeah. mind-blowingly <laughs> perfect and so i look up timothy leary died like 10 years after they came out with the album so i'm like they're definitely talking about ego death right now they're Hell this yeah. isn't his death but it's this beautiful you know it's like uh, if you create a timeline from the beginning of humanity to where we're at now it's mm-hmm. like wh- where at do you lie and you know, it's like the whole concept of inspiration or the thought that nothing is truly original because it comes from countless inspiration. Mm-hmm. And but that's beautiful because things change over time. Yeah. So so if you if you're able to we like look re- at it, re, we like reinterpret this white light shooting totally. through humanity from the beginning. Yeah, and, and it's, it's like, all the same shit. It's everybody mm-hmm. being like, hey, 
I'm trying to make my life more fulfilling and feel good and more enriched. And I love doing this thing and it can change the world. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep doing it. And whether or not you ever get to the point that, you know, you can change the world. Like if you can inspire one person your entire life, that's a beautiful thing. If I can get one person to start painting and Mm -hmm. they stick with that their whole life, then I feel so good about what I'm doing because to me, that's that it's completely saved my life. It gives me, that feeling of purpose, you know, that, For that sure. sense of living to truly live, mm-hmm. which I think is important. I think that's kind of the, the point of life. Um, I know there's an Alan Watts quote. I don't know if you guys know it, but it talks about the purpose of life. Forget exactly how he says it, but it's like, it's so simple. It's like to live mm-hmm. and every, and everybody runs around as if they have to like mm-hmm. make something of themselves. And they just, right. they forget yeah. that simple concept to of just, just be, to live, to yeah. be doing what, just yeah. do what, what you're makes doing. you feel alive. Yeah. 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 You're like, Oh, I'm alive. This thing makes me feel more alive than I've ever felt. Mm-hmm. Do it. You know, like rock climbing. I've heard yeah. from a lot of rock climbers. You, it's the ultimate flow state because if you don't concentrate on that, you're going to fall. Yeah, you're yeah. fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, and what a rush, you know, you see these, these crazy people climbing skyscrapers and, and you know, I, I'm fine. I found my art. I don't need yeah. to do that necessarily, yeah, yeah, right. but I respect that. That's really oh, cool. That so adrenaline rush that. of, of truly feeling alive. And yes, yeah, some of them, you know, they might fall and they might die, but if you were able to ask them, I don't think that they would regret it. Why Maybe no? they wish yeah. that they, you know, trained a little harder. So they were yeah. you know, stronger or went on a better day, but they, they would, you know, I'm sure that they would tell you they were doing what they wanted to do. Yeah. What made them feel alive. Yeah. Like, did you see, uh, did it, either you guys see free solo? No. Alex mm-hmm. Honnold really, going have up, you heard about that uh, El Capitan. No. It's yeah. He uses, you just said it. Well, yeah. It's like one of the tallest rock faces I don't know how tall it is exactly. He's free solo climb. He has no rope or anything. Wow. Yeah. I forget how many thousand feet tall it is. But, (laughs) but you know, like that dude doing that, uh, just in that one day climbing that wall, he probably has or experiences more life in a sense in that one day than some people get in 20 years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I feel that. So, like, if he falls to his death, he got it in, man. Totally yeah. fucking yeah, felt it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely an, an interesting thing. And, like, we've been talking about it. It's like putting yourself out there, like, to be mm-hmm. vulnerable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and back to the painting sense, it's definitely like that with live painting. Because yeah. you start a piece, you know, some people walk up and you've been working on something for 15 minutes. And then they ask you, what is it? And it's almost like it, it can kind of be like almost a slap in the face where it's just like, I yeah. don't know. What's it supposed to be? Yeah. What are you trying put to that say? Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't know. I've been painting on this for 10 minutes. Yeah. So I have no idea. Give me a little time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you get this, this kind of mix. It's like of encouragement. But I know Andrew and I have talked about it where it's just almost that feeling of like, this is really weird. We're just like out here and we're painting and there's like music and all this like life happening mm-hmm. and we're just like we're painting yeah. you know and it's so weird that i think it's like the most beautiful thing because it's like in those moments we could be doing anything but right. instead we're in sometimes 30 degree weather uh, yeah. with our hands shivering but we're painting because we're crazy yeah and you just love it man. <laughs> but we're yeah. getting it in oh like yeah you, said, you know like yeah you can waste so much time trying to fiddle around doing what you don't love for money i think is the the biggest reason why people don't do it yeah mm-hmm. but i think a, a big piece of advice and and i always give people i had a, a friend down in houston that i was chatting with a really talented artist and she was struggling you know to find 
the time to paint because mm. she was working a lot. Yeah. But she wanted to work towards being able to live off of it. Mm-hmm. And the the advice I gave her, it's like, you use your free time, you know? Uh, it's That's the most important thing that you yeah. can do. It's like all the time that you have. It's like when you're at work, if that's not necessarily where you want to be, it's okay. It's okay to, to do that, you know? But it's also nice to, you know, maybe take it one day off a week and you dedicate that day to your craft yeah. and you go hard on it. Mm-hmm. And it takes a bit because none of us, at, at least nobody that I know, just fell into being a full-time artist no takes and years. some people takes don't time, some people man. you know ct nelson beautiful beautiful artist full-time he, job full-time job but yeah. he's still like and, he and he's one of the greatest painters living today right. absolutely yeah. and but he chooses to not rely on his art selling for money mm-hmm. and and that is that's a whole nother topic of of selling art you know and where, where do you draw the line between doing it for money and doing it for your soul you yeah know? right and it's tough but i think i think with enough dedication and you know with with enough really putting yourself out there and kind of you know it's like it's like to put your painting out there and somebody says hey i don't like it and you say that's great i'd love it exactly and thank you yeah. for your opinion yeah, yeah not to get mad at them <laughs> yeah don't take it personally mm-hmm. yeah it's just that's so their own thing yeah they don't like it you love different it points in their life you know totally mm-hmm. and just to do it you know and and it was it was really funny, and, and that's what I told her. I was like, "If you if you want to be a professional painter, you got to paint, yeah, like yeah. all the time. You're like literally all the time. It seems free- so silly. Yeah. Like yeah. you're, uh, if you want to change your life, your free time, I think you have to bring intention to that free time, right. or else Absolutely. the years are gonna slip and pass you by, and you're gonna wake up being like, I used all that free time uh, looking at angry political articles oh, and totally. watching." you know, like a shitty TV show and here right. I am and fuck, I hate my job and yeah, I, ha- I haven't built something, you know, so the more you can, like you don't have to be serious all the time, but the more you can ha- bring intention to everything you're doing in your life, yeah, uh, the more opportunity you have to uh, dig yourself out of whatever your perceived misery may be at the mm, time. Totally. Mm-hmm. And I think, and, of, here you go, man. Well, yeah, that's just, I was going to just echo what John said, like, when I had a job, like I'd come home from my job, kind of give myself like 30 minutes, maybe an hour, and then I'd go right to the easel. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, you just get it in where you can, you make time, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think that's what we do. We literally have invented time as a construct with like abstract things called numbers mm-hmm. so that we can coordinate with each other. And it's important for yeah, what it's it like is. Yeah, the concept yeah. of tomorrow. Right, exactly. Like not yeah. right now. Right now, yeah. yeah. Like some tribe, you know how they talk about some tribes in like South America don't even have past and future tenses in their language. They're just wow. there. Because they're just there <laughs> in the moment, in the jungle, living off of that. Yeah. And if you try and think about tomorrow when you're being stalked by a jaguar or something. Yeah. Like or with food it's like it. is it enough for now or is it not enough for right, now? It's right. not okay, let's get food. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's simple. Wild. And I don't think you know, there's as far as like the developed world is concerned, there's really no turning back. We're never going to get back to that aboriginal state, I guess you could call it. But you can for a little bit when you're painting. Or when you're yeah. creating something. Yeah, when you follow your creative impulses or you follow what your heart wants to do, you can slow down time. You can manipulate it. You can, totally, get, a, you can yeah. get a lot out of your experience, you know? Like, I I was making art, but I was also living in fear. Uh, whenever I lived in Philly, I didn't have, like, a lot of friends and stuff, but I was making art and everything. And then, you know, I saw 
shit was happening here and I really wanted to come out here and it was it was scary to like pack everything up and move so far away yep. from home and then all of a sudden I moved here and my experience of a year like the amount of shit that happens in a year like it, it's like 10 years of my old life totally. happen happen in a year here yeah. it's amazing the amount of connections and people and art mm-hmm. I'm sure yeah yeah, yeah. So how long have you been out here? Like July of 2017 or something? Like a year and a half. Yeah. Something awesome. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And dude, we got this podcast now. <laughs> That's, yeah. Would you have ever thought that? No, it's crazy, <laughs> man. Are. It's just happening. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's it's weird. You keep at, like, you know, you start making art and you suck. Totally. And, <laughs> and you keep at it. And then eventually as you're doing it for years, it starts working. And like, this is pretty good now. Yeah, and you yeah, start yeah. meeting cool people and you start having a lot of f- more fun experiences and everything. And it's, it's kind of amazing how you just wake up one day and it, whoa, it's yeah. happening. Yeah. Oh, totally. You know, yeah. you, all of a sudden you wake up in your dream yeah. And, then, yeah. and then you have to kind of remember to be present with that and be right. like, dude, I need to, uh, appreciate this and savor it and not just let it pass me by. And and also like, I think this podcast is a testament to what I'm about to say, but like adding new layers, the concept of adding new layers on top of your dream. Mm -hmm. Like I, you know, I, I like to talk, which is something that I'm surprised at over the last three and a half years. I'm like, Oh yeah. And like, (laughs) I like making words come out of this hole in my face, but, (laughs) but yeah, it's, you kind of like follow your interests and so now there's this whole other layer that can get really tangential, you know, in a good way. Yeah, for Like sure. I was talking about, like, just painting your own spiral on the point in the spiral of creation that you find yourself on in the moment, mm-hmm. you know. And I think it's it's also important to be, like, present in your dream. Be like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Sweet. Yeah. You got to have that appreciation and gratefulness. But I also think it's important to keep moving. Yeah. Like, you don't want to get too satisfied with where you're at yeah complacency right can be right. really tough right yeah and i think something like uh su- you suck at painting and then you learn how to paint in a way and you're like hey i'm pretty good i still suck but <laughs> I, i'm actually seeing some sort of su- I suck less success than <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you start seeing some sort of success in this thing that you've stuck with for years yeah and then uh i think doing that with one thing opens up pathways to pretty much anything from there like it's Mm -hmm. totally translatable you know yeah like art to me is a wisdom path it teaches you everything you need to know totally it teaches you how to uh show up and do hard work how to be creative uh how to share yourself and and meet other people how to be like how to sell art and like work in the marketplace with what you love as well yeah totally yeah and then you learn all those things and you can kind of translate it to anything you pursue totally and anything else you pursue will inform your artistic process as well you know yeah yeah it's kind of that that like feedback loop Mm -hmm. um i find it a lot when i've been painting a lot it's it's a struggle um not in a bad way but to not relate things back to painting or Mm -hmm. or vice versa yeah you know it's like when when you ask earlier in in the show where it's you know does the painting inspire like how you live and and it's hard for me to pinpoint where all of that started it's like when did i start painting and living in the same way and what made one thing happen right Mm -hmm. they all melt into each other yeah Yeah. totally and then you're like wait yeah i'm just living and making art and then my art if i look at it in the same way is totally how i live you know it's it's this carefree fun way 
Um, mm. A big word that I love recently is leisure. <laughs> and uh, recently, well, just I guess just the word, the concept of leisure. Oh, yeah. I've always we've always leisure. been fans of that. Right? Yeah, you get some penny the, uh, loafers. The definition of leisure <laughs> is opportunity afforded by free time to do something. Oh, cool! And it's such like a kind of a silly thing, but mm. it's it's so to me important. It's like you have an opportunity, you have free time. Like what's free time? It's like any time that you're not doing something and you can do something. You can really, yeah. Yeah. What a concept. And and so to anybody that's looking, regardless of if it's trying to make a living doing art or whatever it is, or just to change their life, like to find a creative outlet, I think is so important. Very important. And it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily to, to look at other artists that are making a living from it and saying, Hey, I want to do that. I want to make a living being an artist, but to look at somebody that is expressing themselves and saying, Hey, I want to express myself Mm -hmm. and you use your free time to do that. And if you do it well enough, and if you and if you put your heart into it, I do think that most people can make a living from it. For but sure. it's also not the most important. I think just having that outlet, that expression, you know, it's like to have a guitar in your room. So you yeah. get home from work and you need to unwind. Just ther- like a therapeutic totally. device. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it and it's like just that way of like leveling yourself out because it's it's a tough thing, and I think it takes a certain person to to make a living doing it because mm-hmm. there's there are struggles. And, but there's also a lot of triumphs, you know? So it's like, what, what are you willing to give and to take? For sure. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of sacrifice involved for sure. I mean, like I know I've sacrificed my financial stability just to just do what I love. Yeah. And I don't really care. Like, you know, there's a lot of X and I'm sure you guys feel the same way and have the same experience, but for anyone listening who, who doesn't, there's all these external forces and or not forces necessarily, but like voices is mm-hmm. a better way to conceptualize it. There's all these voices saying like it, mostly my parents, let's be honest <laughs> saying, well, you need to, mm-hmm, you need to make sure that you got uh, enough money there and you don't want to be, uh, you know, laying bricks at 60 and it's like, <laughs> yeah, but like I'd rather live a short life doing what I love and failing forward and maybe one day getting it right than like going to a job that I will ultimately dislike, even if I give myself excuses in the beginning to be like, well, this isn't so bad. Yeah. And you know, I've had all my jobs like, you know, quote unquote real jobs have been fine, mm-hmm. but like, that's it. Like sometimes I think Mo- Molly talks about this a lot. She's like, yeah, the word fine is just kind of like, it's it's fine like you feel like numb it's like numbing yeah it's not terrible but it's not great yeah and that's like you know it's like you know if you're so like now i'm just like my mind's thinking about like people's situations with their lives and the many different situations one can find themselves in like and i'm not i'm not trying to say one's worse or one's better than the other but like growing up how i'm i'm sure that like each of us have grown up kind of like middle class like working class families where it's it's not like it's bad it's not like you're in the hood and you're like i'm gonna wrap my way out of this bitch you know like Mm -hmm. and you you have that like hustle and motivation but it's in it then again it's not like working on the on a farm all your life in the middle of nowhere and being like Oh, you know, I just, I just want to dance. I'm going to move to the city. Yeah, 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 move to the big city. But it's, it's one of these like insidious, slow moving, creeping things to where it's just like, 
yeah, you know, like we can go hang out at uh, at so and so's house and fucking watch the Super Bowl. And oh my God, I'm 40 and have three kids and a mortgage <laughs> and like I don't like what I'm and I never really got it in, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it's the whole thought of like. Um, I forget who talks about it. it cracks me up though. It's like, you know, you're, I'm 27, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like something happens. And you're like, where, where's an adult? I need an adult. <laughs> and then you're like, oh shit, it's me. <laughs> it's Wait, me. Whoa. Like, when did that happen? <laughs> yeah. And it's like the whole thought of like everyone kind of being in that situation. Like you're young and you're like, oh, and I'm an adult and I have my shit together and all this. And you realize it's like, people are just like bullshit in their way through it yeah. uh-huh. in the best way. Nobody knows hilarious. what's going on. Nobody yeah. knows. No one knows. Yeah. Nobody, that, like, yeah. That's something I really personally had a hard time with up until i mean even even into my like early 20s i'd say and not as dramatic though like i always thought that someone else had the answer and that i like did the form of knowing i guess that i was looking for was always coming outside of myself and like i was looking for answers outside of myself but really like the path is clear you know like yeah if you really can be still and trust in yourself and you don't trust every intuition you have but in general like i think we have a good feel as humans for what to do next yeah and what Mm -hmm. the the quote-unquote right thing is especially if you've like just kind of tried and and failed enough times like certainly you know how to cook an egg by now you know what i mean (laughs) hopefully (laughs) some days no. <laughs> um, where was I going with that? Some about <laughs> eggs. Some about eggs. So sometimes you can't tell an egg from a loaf of bread. <laughs> but when you do, by golly, they're both delicious. And listen to that voice of God in your head. Yeah. Be all just, right. just know that you're God and that like the eggs and the bread will sort themselves out. And you just keep plugging away at whatever you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful advice. Yeah, thank you. Thank I have you. A Did someone write that down? Oh, we're recording. Right. Okay. I have a completely unrelated question. Uh, what's up with the tail on your pants? Oh, oh, yeah. Bro. Bobby has Yo. sweatpants with a tail Yo, on it. It's, went, a, it's a onesie. I went and picked up Bobby at, at Geary's today in Boulder. And uh, and I was like, yes, Bobby's wearing a onesie. I was like, perfect. And it's it's weird, too. Like, I like wearing sweatpants, which I'm wearing today, um, but it had been like a week and a half to two weeks since I had worn them, and I was like, today I was like, I'm going to put on some sweatpants today. It's like a sweatpants day, <laughs> feeling good, you know? Comfy. And, and yes. then, like, of course, Bobby one-ups me, and he's got like a fucking onesie on. So I came, uh, I drove from Michigan, I, all, every, pretty much everything I own is in my car right now, and... The only pairs of pants I had were like some really nice khakis and these like badass pants that I don't like to paint in. And I'm a messy painter. I've gotten better. I used to just wipe my brushes on my pants and I couldn't find paint pants. So I've just been pretty much in a onesie the whole time so far <laughs> in Denver. So yeah. I've just been painting. And uh, so that's what's up with the tail. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was curious. <laughs> what, uh, what Pokemon is that? It's Umbreon, my Umbreon. favorite Pokemon. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh, it's a Pokemon. Yeah, it's a onesie. Yeah. It's wow. been kind of hot, so I've it's been you know half-assed. <laughs> You're a fancy boy. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Talk about vulnerability. Yeah. That's well, yesterday dope. I was extra vulnerable. I just had underwear on underneath the onesie, 
and no shirt no shirt nice because i just wasn't thinking so you're locked I woke in, up, you locked in yeah i woke up changed my underwear and put on my onesie and then i was ready for the day and then <laughs> went out and somebody even called me on they're like it looks like you're not wearing anything under that onesie and you're like, <laughs> like surprise you're surprise, right i have boxers on yeah. <laughs> the, the but underneath that reveal a lot. yeah oh, but yeah. again i'd like to bring up the word leisure yeah. yeah onesie PJs, free time free time the opportunity <laughs> afforded by free time yeah. to do something like wear Express a onesie and paint yeah Hell dude yeah. that's badass that's i really i truly do admire that that's just yeah. like that's you to a t and it's like who cares yeah yeah totally <laughs> i had cares? a favorite pair of pants um really good friend of mine papa bear papa bear i hope that you listen to this at some point love you and, shout uh, out to papa shout out to papa but yeah he was uh <laughs> We used to go to this thing called Funk Night in Detroit, and it was nice. like, I think the last Friday of every month, they'd have like a funk band, and Papa Bear just, he loved funk music, loved it, like the smile on his face just like <laughs> so bright, and I was at a thrift store one time, and I found a, a Harlem Globetrotters swag suit. Oh, sick. And I immediately <laughs> thought like, Papa Bear, and he's like a bigger dude, and you know, I could fit my entire body up to my shoulders in these pants alone. And so I got him the whole sweatsuit, gave it to him, he cried, loved it, <laughs> wore it for two weeks straight. Like didn't didn't like slept in it, wore in it. Like it was <laughs> he loved his, his swag suit. And so he got me a, a Stefan Marbury like full oh, gold what? swag suit. <laughs> and yeah. uh, you guys hit the, the town together? You know, I don't think we ever did in the swag suits. Aww. I think I was living in Colorado at the time and um but anyways, these pants just became like my favorite pants and they were just like covered in paint. I'm sure that you've seen them like at some point. They, they've been retired since. What, but what do they look like? They're just gold pants. Oh, they're yeah. They're just so covered in paint. <laughs> I've seen them. And I loved them and it was so funny. And I, and I remember talking to my brother too, similar conversation. He's like, right on, dude. It's just like, who gives a fuck? You're wearing like whatever with these pants and like who cares? It's like the sentimental value. It's like my friend got me these. Mm -hmm. I don't care if they're covered in paint. They look silly. Like they fit my easel, my friend's easel, all my shit inside of these pants. Like I'm going to wear them all the fucking time. It's my paint rag. Our friend Molly would just like wipe her brushes on my, on my pants, you know, clean them (laughs) off. It's just like everyone's towel. But yeah, there's like, I think a certain freedom in just, you know, expressing yourself. And like, we're talking about art. It's like just living can be art. How you, it's like when people, crazy haircuts andrew's rocking the rat tail all the time like well it's not anymore can, maybe but well can we dope. can we clarify it's like a a mohawk and a mullet into a rat it's tail. like a mohawk into a kentucky waterfall <laughs> is what i would i would it's call beautiful. it beautiful it looks like it, and a quick it's like uh like theo vaughn's copying my style because i've had <laughs> yeah. this i've had this going since, since i knew you. yeah since 2016 and nobody would have shout out to john laboon who cut my hair like this yeah. Hey, John A. Yeah. I'm sure he's going to be on soon. So tight. But yeah, dude. Yeah. Just expressing yourself. Yeah. That, that's something that, that's something that I woke up to like pretty recently. Uh, I don't wear like tons of crazy stuff, but I used to always just wear like standard jeans totally in a t-shirt but that's that's it, still form that's of still expression. your expression but, but yeah. it's way more fun like i started just getting into like okay i want some baggy corduroys or like Type, i have like yeah. a faux fur hoodie and oh, shit oh dude that hoodie and, yeah, and it, extra, it just makes bro i love it that makes you shit. feel good it makes, yeah, yeah. And it's it's fun it, yeah and, and it actually it. feels yeah. good totally yeah, yeah. it really it does like, yeah it's like mm. i have a wizard jacket that i wear oh, yeah. a lot and yeah. i've had people like run across the street just be like dude i love that jacket and it just it feels great you know it feels great 
to wear things that feel good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like for me, sometimes, some, a lot of times, I just wear all black. Just yeah, super chill. Black yeah, shoes, like, black pants, black Sometimes you don't feel like getting too fancy. That's kind of my, yeah. kind of my mm-hmm. jam, really, is like all black. Just yeah. you can't really go wrong with it, no. you know? But it's it's fun. Unless you're you going know? to a wedding. I'm in all black right now, but <laughs> it happens morning. to be a onesie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I true. still follow true my that. Uh, But you got a little intentions. yellow in there. It's true. <laughs> like, yeah. Black and yellow. Is that Wiz Khalifa? Yes. Uh, is that uh, is that that uh, rapper Wiz Khalifa? My second favorite rapper. Is he? No. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Wiz. He's your first. <laughs> Be honest. He's actually pretty legit from what I've... I, I honestly haven't listened to much of his music, but um, like Killer Mike gave him a shout out on Joe Rogan's podcast. But anyway, enough about Wiz. <laughs> I, what was I going to ask you? I don't remember. Oh, when's Wizard Sleeves? Uh, when's the reunion tour? You know? So we got a band. Wizard Sleeves. It's, a, it's an imagination band. It's imagination true. band. All right, what the fuck does that mean? It's like um, I Where play guitar. Yeah. Yeah. John John is in it. Solo side. Yeah. John's definitely in it. Um, Vienna's in it. Vienna's right? definitely in it. Um, Molly's in it. If you want to be in it, John, you can be as well. Cool, we can have yeah. two Johns. We'll it's make- a fictitious band that slowly has been spawning reality into itself. And... Um, it's a it's a self replicating um, experience syntax of of just beauty joy friendship camaraderie camaraderie do you community guys, do you guys play music yeah I do I started the band before I really was in into it 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 spawned I think from Soundcheck Soundcheck was like the first band that I was going to make it was in the plans but it was mm. a band that would come out. A full band, you know, 25 people, and we would just sound check. And then when we were done sound checking, (laughs) we would take the stage and it was done. (laughs) So it's like part comedy, part music. And then it kind of turned from part comedy, part music into just like full on psychedelia. And yeah and just kind of including everybody it's like mm-hmm. you're yeah. a part you're a part of the band whether like or radi- not you know like it. a rotating radical ensemble inclusion. of totally. yeah. beautiful beings yeah it's like the everyone orchestra without um everyone. the orchestra <laughs> okay <laughs> like ima- without imagine, matt brown <laughs> imagine a festival <laughs> but shout out where you're you're at the festival right and you go up on stage imagine and you play musical you play music musical or you, whatever play, kind of musical you play music you or musical for three hours right so you're up there just mm-hmm. sing your lungs out, playing the tambourine, the spoons, anything that you want. Washboard. And then when you're done, you just you go back out and then you enjoy the festival and everyone's in on it. And it's <laughs> just like as amazing or as shitty as anyone can make it. Yeah. <laughs> but like what that's life. And that's wizard sleeves. Sounds and to fun. me it's a yeah. I'll bring it's a my big drum joke, machine. but it's like Yeah, the best John has joke. a dope drum machine actually. Yeah. yeah, so you're in on it. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's great. It's actually it will happen. It's kind of... It's been happening. It's been happening, but we will play our show. Should do like a a wizard sleeve performance at like somebody's art show or like a... Well, that'll be the reunion tour. That's the whole idea. It's like the reunion tour is the concept of, hey, let's all come back together even though we've never Never, met (laughs) and play music together. You know, it's like reunion, not, yeah, we used to do this. It's like, no, no. Yeah. I played music when I was 12. I played the tuba for sure. And then, then you meet somebody and they're like, Hey, we need a tuba player in this band. You're like, 
I haven't played the tuba in 15 years, but I used to. Give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, bring it on. Let's yeah. see what you got. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like for all those people that come up to you at the festival who's like, oh, I used to knit. It's like, well, get up on stage. You're in the band. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your grandma has a crock pot recipe. Up you go. <laughs> Someone's back there just cooking, and we've got like a contact mic over it, and it's like, like knitting, and like the little sticks are hitting each other. Yeah, yeah. Everything's music. It's gonna be amazing. Was it so? um, Everybody, keep an eye out for those dates. Um, We're gonna be playing Denver. um, You know, probably uh, Pocatello, Idaho, East West Coast, uh, (laughs) uh, Amarillo, Texas, for sure. Shoutouts. Berea, Kentucky. Um, where else are we playing? Um, Amherst. Amherst, for sure. Amherst gets <laughs> lit, though. You know? You yeah. remember that one? <laughs> Dude, you remember. <laughs> yeah, look, he's laughing. He don't, he don't want to talk about it, but he remembers. He Crazy for sure times. remembers. Uh, <laughs> uh, so what else can we... Um, where are we going to see you this summer? Yeah, you have any stuff coming you, up? I'm not wise. positive. I'm hoping hoping for a few. Um, I'll be at Desert Hearts, nice. uh, moving down to Joshua Tree, which is not too far from Desert Hearts. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree. Yeah. Beautiful like, place. As a place that's... Um, it's it's as eminently inspiring as Colorado, in, yeah. in my opinion, in terms of like landscape and stuff. Yeah, I'd say so. I think there's something very intriguing about the desert. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's kind of like one of those things as a human we're not made to live in the desert and there's something that's very yeah like i said intriguing about like going to this place that it's like not really habitable in that Mm -hmm. way but it feels very mysterious it feels like there's a lot that the desert has to say to us Mm -hmm. if we listen yeah it's quiet the most beautiful sunrises and just the the stillness of it it feels like there's a lot of you know, ancient wisdom, like a lot of things have happened in the desert and it's the kind right. of place, you know, people go on, on like walkabouts or it's like mm-hmm. you go out into the Vision desert. Quests exactly. And, mm-hmm. It's like the kind of place for that. And, and in a way that's kind of how I'm trying to go into it Cool. with it's uh, I've been craving art and studio space. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's a good spot for that. And just to, to really hone in on the craft and to not necessarily isolate myself, but to like, remove a lot of distraction yeah and a lot of chatter mm-hmm. which i've i've had a lot of in the most beautiful ways you know mm-hmm. traveling is a beautiful thing but it's nice that yeah. contrast sometimes you know, like what happens. a nice little break you know totally especially the desert since yeah. it is inhospitable there's less maybe life activity happening there totally. so there's more space to kind of uh yeah connect with yourself and yeah, it's like the container is bigger itself. and less right. full, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. which I like. Have you have you spent out. time in Joshua Tree before? Not a ton, just a little bit. I um, I was gonna move there I think three years ago and ended up moving up to to Oakland instead, um, which was another beautiful adventure. But it, it kind of it feels nice to come full circle. Yeah. Where had I never gone to Oakland at that time, I wouldn't be coming back to joshua Mm, tree where i'm at now very cool so it feels like the right time it felt like you know it's it's like finding a place and being like yep one day Mm -hmm. one day like i'll be here and so it feels it feels nice to to make the trek back there very cool right on best of luck to you man thank you i appreciate it so uh do we want to do plugs yeah yeah we can wrap it up um what do you think yeah. Mm. I don't know. 
What other questions? Because plugs, just like where we can find you on the internet. Oh, tight. Like, put stuff in your butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plugs, Bobby. I want to do plugs. Bend over. <laughs> plugs or um, control plugs. Yeah. Are you, do you feel like talking anymore? Is there anything else you want to talk about? You think we no? Cover? Just shout out to the people trying to be artsy as fuck. You know, I yeah. think it's it's Hell a yeah. good way to live your life. And like I said, it's it's. Um, I think people get wrapped up a lot. I think, I guess my last piece of advice is is not to get wrapped up in the in the financial aspect of it. It's yeah. it's mm-hmm. a tough thing. I think nowadays it's very saturated, but at the same time with technology, it's it, a bigger it's very audience easy. now too. Yeah, it's it's yeah. like galleries are great. Mm-hmm. But the internet is the biggest gallery that you could ever show your work in. Oh, yeah. So I, I think it's important. It's like to put yourself out there, but just to find that outlet, to, to find that thing that makes your life like more bearable, more fruitful, and mm-hmm. more enjoyable. And and I promise too, it's like if you do that enough, if you put love into it, like you you will get so much out of it. Yeah. Like I've gotten yeah. more from painting than I could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. And I think Same. it's tough, you know, you see people making a living from it and you want, and it's like, I want to do that. But, but it all starts. It's like the stupid, most perfect cliches. Like every journey starts with a single step. Like mm-hmm. you hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking true though. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just it's a reason it. it's a cliche. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It, like, because it's perfect. And so, yeah, I guess that's like my, my advice. It's like, if, if you want, if you want it, you'll get it. The money will come if that's what you want, Mm -hmm. but just to not make that a priority, make a priority, making whatever art it is, the most, you know, you that it can be, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever makes you happy. Don't get caught up in what other people are doing or what is popular or what's selling. It's, it's like, I personally don't really like dark art too much, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I love that people make it. Yeah, because yeah. it's so important for the Absolutely. people that do like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or symmetrical paintings. I don't have the attention to paint symmetry. Right. I love looking at it. Mm-hmm. So I'm so glad that there's people doing that. So it's like just to do the the unique thing that makes you happy. Yeah, like right. f- feed your soul. You totally. Know? Yeah. And it, yeah, like I, I love that I, the idea of you know follow what do what you love and the money will follow. Totally. Yeah. And and you can try to do like a quick. Cra- cash grab type approach to something but you're gonna burn out and it yeah, doesn't have lasting appeal totally. whereas like the the true wealth will come when you really embrace what you love and pursue that you know totally. like the wealth and uh friendship and community yeah and yep. money as well you know there's a lot more to uh than Living. just making cash you know yeah, yeah absolutely and your unique vision and your mm-hmm. unique expression whatever that is yeah because the world we'll, needs we'll just, it there's a lot of negativity out there and i think you know the world needs some color it needs sounds it needs people yeah. and that's a beautiful thing i think there's a lot that people need to learn and grow from in mm-hmm. the festival community but i think the concept behind it of actual community is yeah. so beautiful it yeah. is. Like, I, it is. I can't yeah. imagine you know not living the way that i do where you know, years ago, it's like I knew people in Michigan and maybe a friend of mine moved to Florida. And so I knew somebody in Florida, mm-hmm. but I have friends in almost every state, everywhere yeah. you go, you have community. Yeah. Right? And it's so mm-hmm. important to create that like kind of tribe or, or the trust of, you know, a friend of a friend, mm-hmm. um, just is a beautiful thing. Um, the, the one of Andrew's friends stayed at, at my house years ago and I had never oh, yeah. met him. And, and Andrew says, you know, Hey, can my buddy come stay with you? And I was like, yeah, of course. And yeah. ends up, you know, knowing my, my roommate. And so it's this crazy, like yeah. interconnected thing that had Andrew and I never met 
then then John and Dustin wouldn't yeah. have like reconnected in that way. And it's yeah. just a beautiful community and it's so enriching. And yeah, it is pretty amazing. And in, in this art community, you know, I'll, you meet one cool person and they're like, hey, you should meet this guy. He's cool. And then this guy knows everybody else. And then you there's just so many everybody's cool yeah like, they're just cool people yeah, like, yeah. nobody's a dick everyone's yeah. just trying to you know be creative life. and be yeah. nice yeah yeah it's a beautiful yeah. Really international love tribe shout out to all of you yeah you can be our friends too. all of us <laughs> yes <laughs> we um, like you <laughs> yeah can you imagine a world without music festivals i mean and that sounds like I know how that's going to sound. As soon as that left my lips, like the other <laughs> half of my brain was like that. God, but can you, I think, it, I think more, I think the better, <laughs> better way to say it is just the, like the gathering. Yeah. Like, or like gatherings. gatherings. Yeah. Gatherings in general. Yeah. Yeah. I can you like, imagine life without play? Yeah. Or without yeah. release? Yeah. It's interesting. Like music festivals. I don't go to very many of them. Mm-hmm. I like, I just go to them from time to time I haven't been to too many but what I think is always so remarkable when I go to them is I've never been around so many people that are so nice and loving mm-hmm. and encouraging and trustworthy yeah and just like sharing you ne- anything like you never really get that and a, a type of closeness with like a city's worth of people totally right. hanging out yeah. and like uh, yeah just just to witness that and see that it exists and people can do that together yeah. It's like you can, you can take one or two or three hundred experiences and take that with you into the world. Totally, yeah. you know. Yeah, I that's, think that's, that's the trick. Yeah, and and I think the same is to be said with any art endeavor. It's like take take your experience with that and then put it out into the world, whether mm-hmm. it's the lessons you've learned or the actual art itself. Like to to take those beautiful things to you Share and say, what hey, look, learned. like I did this. Mm-hmm. And this is what I got from it. Mm-hmm. And you can do that too. Yeah. yeah. And I think like, that's, this is important. This, like this thing I found, it makes me love being alive and it makes me love other people. Totally. And I ha you have to, sh- like you have to share it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see a lot of artists that, that are scared to put it out there and some mm-hmm. of it's just beautiful work. And even, yeah. even if you don't think it's that good, it's, it's important because yeah. some people need, they need that inspiration need to that say, jump hey, off. I need to do that. Mm-hmm. I need to get back into that thing that I've been neglecting for more than half of my life now. For sure. And that's tough. I had that with guitar. I had a guitar when I was 12 years old, never got super into it. And then it was like that whole thought of like, man, I should get back into the guitar. And then all of a sudden I was 26 years old and I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to go buy a guitar and play it all yeah. the fucking time. Do now the I damn thing. I love the guitar. Yeah. yeah. And I couldn't imagine not having that outlet you know and mm-hmm. i think as a creative person find find multiple things it's like focus yeah. on focus on the one if you want but it's easy to get wrapped up in but find outlets like whatever it is you're doing if you're working in a kitchen find that creative outlet like go home yeah. and juggle mm-hmm. you know and have fun doing that and, yeah. and find those things that you know make you say hurrah yeah <laughs> right on beautifully said yeah so do you want to uh Let's tell the people where they can find you on the internet, and um, uh, my my Instagram usually is the best place. It's it's at Bobby Cruz Art, just all one word. Um, How do you spell your last name? K R U S E. Yeah, for sure. Good good job. It should be in the description though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. It will <laughs> be. We'll link you up, but um, yeah, man. 
Instagram Bobby Cruz. Are you active art. on Facebook? At Bobby, I, Bobby I am at Bobby Cruz not, Art. Sorry. Not as much though. I I like Instagram. It's especially with Less art. Bullshit. It's like yeah, it's just words with a little bit of a picture. <clears throat> yeah, that's it. So it's like I know. as that's, far as a gallery yeah. concept goes, it's like you go there. It's it's my art. It's perfect. Every for once artists. in a while, there's you know random pictures of cats or something sprinkled <laughs> in there shout out to my cat Ollivander <laughs> and yeah but it's 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 a beautiful do thing. you do you have a website I don't I need to I'm going to okay. it's kind of like coming into this being more proactive with the business aspect yeah. of it because it's something yeah. I shy away from but it's also something that's very important to learn for sure and uh the painting all the time like I can do that great but mm-hmm. it's it's kind of being like okay well now this is a serious thing, so to be serious about it. So expect yeah. a website in the future. Cool. Yeah, Hell yeah. Right on. Thanks so much, Bobby. Yeah, thank you. It's great yeah, to get to meet you. Yeah, yeah likewise. Awesome. Likewise. Best of luck with the podcast too. Yeah, dude. Thank you so much. Hell yeah. Peace. See y'all next time. Later. <laughs> Nobody's gonna know who said that. <laughs> cool that music. Thanks for listening to another episode of RCAF Podcast. For additional images and notes on this episode, you can check out our website, rcafpodcast.com. And you can find me, Andrew Norris, at andrew.norris.arts on Instagram. And andrewnorrisarts.com is my website. I also have links on my website to episodes as well as all my best paintings. And you can find me, John Speaker. My website is johnspeaker.com. On Instagram, I'm at John Speaker. And on Facebook, John Speaker Art. Thanks again for listening. Peace. Thank you. <laughs>